The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 23. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander in Magic the Gathering, plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I am one of your hosts, of course, Sam, and I'm joined uh, yet again for, I think it's the last episode of the year, I want to say, because Christmas is fastly approaching, but it is uh, Father Christmas himself himself uh a smasher <laughs> smasher of beers now apparently because he, he got onto the beers uh mr chesh how you doing cheshire jeez um so being called father christmas is interesting because i'm this a is tall not a, jolly fat man without the beard that's not i meant not what i meant i just meant <laughs> it was almost it was almost a dig at you for being the most jolly person in the room which is sometimes true sometimes not <laughs> it, it's it's funny because somebody was saying to me the other day that even when i'm angry i'm i'm still jolly yes and they can't understand how somebody who has so much hate and anger built up <laughs> can just be so happy about it and Where i'm like it's because i hate dumb people like dumb yeah. people make me happy because they do yeah. dumb things and i get to laugh at them for being dumb and we've had a great year of learning about those people but anyway i i don't <laughs> want to get down that path because i have the I mean, winner is sydney <laughs> yes oh that's yes <laughs> but i have i have retrospectively so much this year to go well look what we turned something like the message can't be after all this wasn't that a crap year that's like full stop it's like no but then and then all the things we learned and all the things we made happen because you pivot and you that's what the world does you adapt and and you and 2021 is going to be so much bigger yeah and and, um, cool, and and amazing things can come out of it so i've talked about it shaking up work cultures everything and and the future of that so that's that's it's you, funny listen you back to old episodes we, but yeah exactly before we introduce our guest yes um for people in Australia in the Southern Hemisphere and actually all over the world might be interested to know that there is an event the size of PAX that is coming to Australia. That's what I meant to uh, elegantly segue over to, sorry. <laughs> what you've July been up to, next Chesh. Year. Yes, yes. Um, Yes, um, the Australian Trading Card Association is going to be running an event uh, with Comic Con, which will be the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere for uh, not just trading card games, but uh, for sports cards and everything. In mm. fact, it is a- an entire event devoted to uh, personalities, uh, media representatives, uh, stars, etc. of trading cards oh, and, and most, it's going to be most importantly collectors massive yeah, yeah it's going to be big and it, it's just it's just a yeah collectors vendors whatever but it's it's finally we joke about australia not getting much in in most things but i said to the person we, we, i mean you'll talk about in a second but um we had the opportunity to kind of see the ideas of how this is actually going to unfold this coming year and we may even be a part of it which is pretty huge but it's 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 like i think we said though that it's we can look at it as Australia usually is the small end of the stick with everything, but in this one, it's like this is more an opportunity than a hindrance because no one's done it before. 
you can be yeah. the, we can be at the front of it like that that's pretty amazing so but i think bottom line is we we just nerded out yesterday when we talked about it with matt um and and what's actually going to happen and i can't actually quite believe it. it's pretty amazing but it is ultimately the it's celebrating the uh the great rectangular piece of cardboard that's the common denominator with everything you know like celebrating cards like we we've made a kind of thing this year of or pronounce a lot of our years with our love of magic but it does extend into as as we kind of said a few times basketball other sports other other games whatever chesh definitely playing the uh all all the games and as joel said the other week the fraggle rock meta you know like joked about you've played every card game there ever was that kind of stuff and 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 that I, i think when when this event comes up too it's like yeah we want to get magic involved basketball of course but it could be a really cool way to go, hey, look, there's a, uh, a, there's a little uh, culture built around a card game we didn't even think had anyone playing, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's all about those little things as well. So that's going to be exciting for sure, for yep. sure. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that was also like kind of what we got up to yesterday and why I say you're smashing beers because you had two beers. Chesh and I met in person for the first time in a year. Um, mm-hmm. We're safe about it. Reasonable. Got our uh, hugs in. Our country's doing fine now. Uh, Zero. Ca- oh wait, uh, sorry. Our state. Our state is doing uh, fine. Not our state is doing. Fantastic. Sydney's not doing great. I think Sydney. I mean, sorry to any uh, New South Wales listeners that. Um, I'm not. Yeah. Well, it's it's more that we. I think the rest. They, of the, they the rest laughed of, at us. Well, that's what, that was they my point. They ridiculed us for our lockdown. The rest of the country were laughing at us, thinking we're taking it too seriously. And um, it's taken yeah. four or five months, but we've gone down to zero cases for however many months, like a month now. So it's 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 taken me a long time to get unused to all the behaviours socially of what I'm used to being crammed in my house, and that's all I'm doing. And um, still wearing a mask, that kind of thing, of course. But, um, yeah, it's, we got to have a beer together, and it was quite momentous. And, of course, with um, as we said, Matt from the Australian Cra- uh, Trading Card Association, we opened some basketball cards. But um, check all that out on Chesh Breaks if you ever want to uh, interested in that thing. But um, just thought it was worth bringing that up for sure. Um, yeah, so... We do, of course, have one last guest for the year, which is awesome. And I've been really excited for this one because we've been hanging out on the internet a lot. And um, as I always say, our guest profiles with the community and creators have become a place to share and explore the essence of Commander and why we play in an effort to promote and just, you know, double down on these qualities because at the end of the day, it's a card game. Let's have fun and uh, you surround yourself with people that do that and that kind of thing. So what better guests uh, to have then uh, we've we've got one that is our smiling friend in the commander community. Uh, I think a few people know his face because, again, the smiling kind of demeanor of this fella. Uh, but coming to you live from the the windy city, I believe. I haven't even honed in on exactly where in the Chicago area you're from. Uh, but uh, Colin O'Clock is our, uh, our guest this week. He's a streamer of casual commander content. A um, lot of fun playing. Yeah, a lot of great commander games uh with community members with lots of uh, really interesting creative brews and then more recently our um our commander legend sealed league we've been having fun with for the last three weeks i think i've been a part of and um yeah just massive advocate for positive play experiences and also you're a philly uh 76ers fan so there's a connection to australia but yeah how you doing colin welcome that's aboard. right yeah thank you for having <laughs> me so much you just put the biggest smile on my face so i uh <laughs> That it all just like your display picture. Exactly. It all, yeah, it all stands it. true. Yeah, but um, don't, yeah, don't change your display picture. <laughs> it's been great. I I grew up near the Philadelphia area here in the in the United States and um, took it with me um, 
you know, my, my Philly sports fandom. But um, yeah, as you said, I think uh, for me, the the positive play experience is, is the most important to me. And, yeah. um, you know, we have a, a good good couple of groups that we play with as well as this large community online. So uh, it's great to be here and great to be a, great to be in the same circles as both of you fine fellows. Oh, likewise. No, I'm like, I get to talk to Colin. This is the best. And even when I think it was, it, it all came from a, uh, just a Twitch stream, I think it was with Zuby a few weeks back or a month or two now. And I was just like, I haven't talked to Colin much. I'm like, I'll be in your Commander Sealed League. And like, and you're like, hell yeah, let's make it happen. And we've, we've <laughs> talked for hours ever since. It's great. So, um, yeah, it's, it's what it, what it, what it takes to, you know, like, I think that's, that's also, sometimes in communities like these it can feel like things are like oh all the cool people are having fun because they've got status whatever and it's like no it's like most people you just send a message to and you know you say i like what you do and you know be involved you don't have to be a content creator or anything and and just just be part of you know get some games going and especially again i was going to get a bit uh, sentimental and reflective about the year but that's that's what it's been about being able to play more commander than ever um we kind of made that happen so um been huge so i want that to continue as well especially over this holiday period if uh between uh celebrating at home that kind of thing you know we've got some time to relax jump online i I know i'm looking forward to play a bunch of commander with um with my friends i've made this year so for sure but um yeah yeah probably the first thing to touch on uh i want to spin unless chess you've got any brewers notes of things you've been tinkering with i think you've 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 put the the last cherry on Lisa um, to go. I'm, that's, I'm pretty that's much done. tapped out for this year. Yeah, yeah, and and Lisa's a good sol- like uh, solved deck more or less that you like playing and has been pretty good. That was the last project you had. Um, but the other thing I've been yeah we've been playing a bunch of Commander Legends sealed uh, in the league and and I've we've kind of we've had fun with other leagues before but nothing I don't think has been quite like this one because it is the set that is designed for it so um Colin do you just want to chime in and and kind of just run through uh where where that league kind of came from I, I can't remember if it yeah. was you or it was um uh what's the other guy's name or if Cam, Cam so, exactly that yeah, they put the- it together this was sort of born out of our almost our local play group. There's there's a few people outside of it, but um, doing doing sealed events online is like the only way to do it right now for us. So exactly, um, there was originally the boxing league done by you know the rules committee folks and a few other content creators and things like that. And we, you know, like we were talking a little bit about doing a boxing league, but part of it is like you have to buy a booster box and all these booster sets and things like that. And um, when when we started to form this idea of what we wanted to do with our Commander Legends boxes, we said, why don't we do a boxing league? But we don't have to do adding packs every week. You know, we don't have to buy yeah, exactly. three boosters a week to do this the the set is literally built for this where you know you're supposed to be able to do a sealed deck with six packs and go from there and look at how many packs you have in this box so we we came up with this whole you know like uh almost like our own rules committee for this boxing league put it together we said we're going to start with nine packs because we're starting with nine packs it'll be singleton and we'll just Mm. add packs from the box uh, toward the later weeks, you can add packs from other sets if you want, like a normal boxing league, but you don't have to. And I, I think with the set, you know, with as many cards are in each booster, um, 
it really lends itself to that where I think, you know, Sam's you've already put together two or three decks and we've only opened how, you know, how many packs, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, you know, uh, 12 packs or so. So, um, so I think that, you know, uh, I would say like for all of the hype for, with the, um, channel fireball sealed league, mm-hmm. and it's a great outlet for the people who, um, don't have those resources or groups or whatever but you know as sam said i think i think the point is you make your own fun and yeah we this idea started as a small thing and i was like we're we're gonna call this the more the merrier we'll just invite (laughs) any anyone and everyone who wants to join um and we'll see we'll see what sticks and so Mm. we have this sealed league together of you know some people from our local crew in chicago a a different local crew in chicago from the um edh chicago discord which is sort of run by um four player pod who writes for edh rec um really great uh really great articles uh, mind bending brews so like you know think of your typical ar- archetypes like orzhov aristocrats but it's going to be a simic aristocrats deck oh, is but, you that know where so, so, from? So, oh yeah that, yeah I, I love i love that column order it is like you know i've, it, I've read that for ages ah that's so it, good i was gonna say those guys are rad like they're and they've been super fun to play against and oh that's that makes a lot of sense it's like yeah, yeah. so that's we've got uh, some really creative brewers in the group actually and like that last game, especially that whole, uh, was it Andy that did the the Krak and Sakashima and yeah. just like that was I was just absolutely joyous because he decked himself out. It was it was yeah. hilarious because he played absolutely wildly in a in a way that's like this is this is the best. This is pure creativity. It's amazing. Yeah, a- Andy's great. He he's also on uh, Twitter. Uh, Drew Killer. You could find him somewhere in my in my comments but um he's he's mostly like homelands and um, yeah. <laughs> fallen empires jank like complete jank he gave me a card um called orcish farmer for my demons deck uh, is this my the one demon- i think it is oh my, and it's my, i've got goblin lumberjack that's what i was thinking of no orcish farmer is different orcish farmer <laughs> is one red red uh summon orc Tap it. It's a 2-2 two, two for 3. Tap it. Target land is a swamp until its controller's next untap phase. And the reason he gave it to me was because uh, my demon's deck is led by Solkinar, who has Swamp Walk. And he's like, Ooh, nice, nice. You, should, you should put this in your deck for the, you know, for the value. So he, he finds like so many of these little gems and, uh, you know, it, they're, they're not all like they're definitely not staples and they definitely mm. don't apply all the time but but seeing different cards out on the table is refreshing you know and a, yeah. a lot of fun so that speaks to my a lot soul to of our course and that speaks a lot to my soul of course because it's uh it's it's what i believe in and there's the most satisfying and fun like element of the game like you you put yeah. on cards that people don't know about whatever but yeah i just remembered it's like i've been talking to andy this week actually uh we message after the game and we got talking about skeleton and ship he's like you have a skeleton ship deck <laughs> me too i'm like you're a quality person that's great yeah totally <laughs> so we talk about person. all kinds of great jank about that and, and and just having a laugh so yeah that's that's a it's a real joy and i've, I've yet yeah, thanks for also allowing me to be part of that because i've, I've met 
some great crew from the Chicago um, uh, community, I guess, and, and and that kind of thing. But yeah, of course, we talked about basketball was a fun one. <laughs> so that was always great. And um, but I think bottom line too, I, I like that point you touched on about the cost prohibitiveness. Like that's ripping a whole box and then starting from there can be a bit much. Um, and and that you, you you know a lot of people might not have like be getting a box every set that kind of thing so at the least it's like well here's a box but this is going to last you quite a, a long time for i think for us it's six weeks or something uh for yeah. the first part and then we might look at adding packs from beyond that box afterwards but it's kind of like less pressure because it's it's not for anything it's for fun uh it's also that whole idea of making the most of your cards rather than just cracking for no value uh which always appeals to me a huge amount and so if you can play it sealed limited whatever uh that's that's always just a a feel good because it's like you can actually get your own value like as in a few hours of fun every week uh out of these cards not just rip it and be upset you didn't crack something so that's been great and then the other the other point is just finding commanders that i i would never try and going, this was actually a lot of fun. And you might want to, by the end of it, promote them to a real commander deck, which those kind of things, it's always fun brewing something up with a little bit of a restriction. And that's kind of why I love bad cards a lot of the time. But um, that's it's because you never know what's going to come out of it. So I think I touched on it last week, but the, the Kraken Brineland deck had me just smiling like an idiot. I loved it. <laughs> it was just so much fun. And I still love it now, even though Andy's got the Sakashima version of it. So he just doubles down on Krak. So you've got two Kraks and flipping coins copying spells all kinds of great stuff so um but yeah that was uh, that was actually wild to see because the spells were not resolving but the copy was so you got the spell back in your hand it was almost like drawing a card and copying the spell at the same time and totally what an what an unbelievable engine like and this is with you know yeah 12 packs open so far 15 packs open so far so um Kind of like yeah, the way was... Feather works or something, you know? Like, it's it's like, oh, the the advantage is that you get to cast the thing again. And that's, we know with buyback, buyback's hugely advantageous once you've got some mana to sink into it. Uh, you can keep doing things again. And it's like, wow. And it became really threatening, which is like, he's got this, like, board wipe thing he can play every turn. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but there were times, like, he uh, he had to sacrifice Kark or, or run it run it into some big, big creature so that he yeah. knew it would, one of his spells would resolve it was kind of you know you, you take both yeah. sides of it yeah i felt that definitely i was like sometimes oh maybe i maybe i want crack to go because i want to like live back on you know a bit sensibly again and and, and cast spells on the rails <laughs> you know like yeah. it's a bit too wild when it's always at the edge of a, a coin so uh but yeah that's been good and, and so just just definitely um uh, if anyone's listening wants to uh check that out uh that's on uh colin's um channel every thursday i think i'll have to every when it's every wednesday oh, so for us thursday. in the states every thursday for you out there so yeah that's wednesday right. at 8 30 central 8 30 p.m central yeah and there's a few others doing it too we've got um uh unsummoned skull in the uh in the friend of the show on the in the league as well and uh it's jeremy and he's doing those as well so he's um i think about the same time uh also streaming and i might even see if i might join him this week or something or figure something out i've got to you know stop clogging up colin's stream for sure so um, yeah it's <laughs> it's fun to see other decks too around the around the bend 
Well, that was what I was going to uh, touch on too. So the with all the Commander Legends stuff, of course, you see there's a few partners going around. I think a lot of people uh, really do highly value a three-color Commander if you open one um, and, it, and it lines up with all your cards. But the other one was there's a, there's a couple of the very, very rare uh, mythic... Uh, what do you call them? Just Mythic Commander cards that got an etch foil treatment in the set that mostly appear in the collector boosters, but I was was new to find out they can actually appear in the booster boxes uh, in, in just the normal draft boosters. So Colin's running Ramos, and I saw this <laughs> mar- a Marath flying around too. So you've got all of a sudden you've got like you expect what's going on in the main set. Uh, and mechanics tied around them, that kind of thing. So you almost know what to expect when you see a commander pair or a commander, and then someone throws the wild card in there that's almost not designed for the set. So something crazy can happen. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still seeing that maybe is a downside for me. Like these these commanders mm. that weren't designed for the set. Like people have these tuned, you know, whatever it is, pirate decks or spells decks or you know, uh, elf decks, and and um, I have a pile. And not all the cards, <laughs> not all the cards go well together. So I, ha- I have been rethinking the strategy a little bit. I also like your restraint going. Well, I've got five colors to play with Ramos, but I'm only going to play Saltai. Yeah, for, like, for because now. it could very easily just go. I just play all my best stuff, and it might not synergize as well. But you've got some pockets of sub synergies in there based on the fact that you you narrowing it down just a little bit but yeah i saw what you opened with red this week so it's it's no doubt just gonna what's the color combo there everything but white i think is what you'll probably pivot into <laughs> just yeah. for color and, and we'll see like the the stronger cards i have outside of um Saltai are white and the one fixing land the one battle bond land i got is blue red so it that's that's one of the downsides of opening this box really slowly is there could have been some some great battle bond land still sitting in there mm. um or you know something along those lines but um it's it's also goes back to like the restrictive restri- brewing around restrictions and and making it work for you know the the best of what you got yeah it's it's the, the best fun part of the puzzle for sure like i uh i opened amareth this week i'm like do i do i pivot i got colfinor in one deck and then yeah the blue red uh uh Crack and Brynland the other and I was like well this mixes things up a bit if I wanted to go Amareth and I know you played Amareth and Amareth is just a value train it's just really good but yeah I would say the answer is yes always like Amareth you don't exactly you don't have to build around it too tight or anything it's just good um but yeah exactly um you know that's that's a good one to touch on uh again yeah just check that out on Colin's uh channel if you want if you're interested and that's just been a heap of fun like I really enjoy that and look forward to it every week um the next order of business i think we have on our list here though uh we've all of a sudden i mean people talk about product fatigue this year and i'm not actually going to touch on that too much in in the year of commander quote unquote as we've called it but because I, I, there's more enough people saying that that's i i have no comment on whether there's been too much product but we've got it we do have another one like around the court like just just starting up right now it's it's uh it's preview season yet again for another set and I think this is this is looking to be a pretty fun time. I was just this just popped up the other day, and and I think by time of recording and uh, once this comes out, there'll probably be a few more, of course. But uh, 
yeah, Colin and Chesh, if you want to pull up your uh, your, your mythic spoilers and, and let's run through a couple of cards that have, have come out because there's a few that are starting to allude to what's going to uh, pop out of Coldheim. Uh, we've seen a few things so far uh, with the crossover of uh, very much like I guess like Scandinavian uh, death metal, that kind of stuff. And, and we're getting some influences, I want to call them, uh, previewing cards, which is very interesting. A couple of metal bands, which is, has been fun. And I know a, a point in the community people have been talking about a lot, but um, oh, I just think it's it's actually really cool. And, and I think I see the game just trying, well, Wizards, Hasbro, whatever, but like there's a lot of a push to like go, well, each one of these sets I now see over the next year, especially it's more of a mandate to go, what other pockets of culture can we uh, we can we appeal to in a way that you know just just broaden the audience kind of thing? If 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 of course there's uh, there's there's people into um, rad kind of Scandi death metal and stuff that aren't playing Magic because I, I do already find those things cross over a little bit pretty well. So a lot of my friends are you know into both things. So um, yeah, we've 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 got some some cold time cards and. Just, I think, just a nice bite-sized amount for the moment to get an idea. But what are, what are we thinking, guys? What's happening? And and what do you what do you what do you feel is uh, uh, kind of giving you the sense of so far? If anything, I don't really want to hear my thoughts. Well, you get your thoughts at that. Yeah, dear wizards, thank you for a Viking-themed set. Yeah, we had this. Where are my Vikings? Well, they're not and here. Where are my- I don't Where think, are my longboats? I don't think they're and why, here And why did you not start off with one or other of these things yeah. for such a metal-heavy themed set? Because I think they're probably still to come. But um, yeah, like they look, might look, be. But the, the blood, I mean, yeah, I know. Like the 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 it's the timing and delivery thing. It's like well, you you start off with a big Viking longboat and get a specific set, like set on this specific world with a specific thing. Like showcasing the specific tribe <laughs> that's actually a not a tribe in Magic and be not represented in the cards other than some card art. Yeah, because what yeah. you got to have berserkers and warriors, I guess. Like berserkers probably most likely, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that. But dude, Blightstep yeah. pa- Pathway has a uh, a longboat in the swamp, so um, look. don't care. So don't does care. Um, no, no, no. Miskate Pathway also has a longboat in the uh, non promo art. I got to look at the non-promos. Uh, where is it? Who's that one? <laughs> Hold on. I oh, I got to look on the other side. It? Yeah, click on the thing and look on the other side because oh, that's why. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the uh, completion of the pathway lands. That's the first but thing still. they've done. Um, no, I mean it's 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 a good thing. It was expected, uh, but and yet and yet they did put a a pyre, a funeral pyre in the set. A funeral pyre. What's this? Hold on. Yeah, Tide Channel uh, Pathway looks by the, like awesome. By the way, oh, the green yeah. blue one, the blue one's just like Moses parting the sea. That's crazy. Oh, I see now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, that. that's 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 wild. Yeah. It's a really cool art. Okay, stop and appreciate the art. Pun. I think. Um, sorry, well, the funeral I'll, I'll say, Where's this? I will say this for for the little taste that we get ahead of the holidays. I'm appreciative of that. Like, I yeah, will take I so. just a little bit of, you know, I know, like, people talk about endless spoiler seasons and all that, but yeah, yeah, um, true. To, to have just a little something to be excited about over the holidays and, you know, it's not going to be on the forefront of everyone's mind. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot more, but but just to be able to get a little bit of excitement ahead of yeah. uh, ahead of next year, I think it's something to look forward to. Yeah, you got your tasters, that kind of thing. So, yeah, Chesh the Pyre you're talking about. I know a few people are talking about this one. I was 
two, yeah, two colorless for a uh, an artifact. And it says two tap sack a creature. Oh, this sounds like a birthing pod. Search your library for a creature card that shares a creature type for with the sacrifice creature, uh, and has converted mana cost equal to one plus that creature's converted mana cost. Apply that card on the battlefield. Shuffle your library. Activate only time. Yeah, it's uh, only any time you could cast a sorcery. So it's very much like uh-huh. a uh, a birthing pod, but tribal, right? This is corrected corrected birthing pod. Yeah, no so Phyrexian mana. <laughs> someone was calling mm-hmm. it tripod because it's tribal. <laughs> That's pod. really good. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, but, oh, because I was like, what's I? Uh, Chesh, forgive me. I didn't know what. A pyre actually was, but I see now it's oh, it's the. Well, now you, now you I know, know, I know it's it's Darth Vader uh, getting basically cremated and, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a it's a cremation ritual. Yeah, essentially, oh, amazing. Um, and the the pyre is basically to send the soul off. So yeah, mm. well, exactly corrected. I don't think it's as breakable as a birthing pot, of course, because you're you're stuck no. to creature types. But I'm sure there's it's, some crazy stuff good. you can do. It's good. It's, it's exactly. Not, it's not broken. Yeah. It's very good. And I think I there's been know, a lot of design along those lines lately that have, at, at, you mm. know, as much as there's a, the vitriol towards wizards for many, many things, whatever, uh, it all gets a bit much. And it's like, hey, can we just like, or most importantly, like be a little bit happy when things are done correctly in a way. Like it's like, it's not, it's not pushing anything. It just allows creative things. It's, it's just good. Exactly. It's where we want to be. Yeah. I do. I personally yeah. do find mm-hmm. myself um, like gearing toward tribal decks. So I, you know, for me, me too. I, feel I like... have that issue. <laughs> I've got to stop myself. And go, oh, this tribal. I'm like, you, d- you don't have to. And that's like, but no. Nah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> but I have all fun. the tribal cards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or like mechanic tribals. Always that one. Like I did a flash uh, tribal at one point. I want to kind of revisit that because it's really interesting. But um, yeah, exactly the same. It's it's very funny. You're like well. Does Masaryk have to be like? Can Masaryk do other things? Oh, but you could always do insect tribal. <laughs> it's like exactly. So the pyre more than validates that, I think, Colin. So I want to see what um what 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 other tribal decks you've you've got in the run. So um, I mean, that's that's actually a, a good little point in the sand in line in the sand though. Like uh, as a, as a quick aside, like what what tribal things have you done? I've, I, I honestly, I think something like seventeen percent of my thirty-one Ooh. decks are tribal. So we, we can cover that. We'll talk a lot about that later if we're talking about like how many decks we or what. Decks oh, we've good, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Twenty. Um, but but suffice to say, there are quite a few decks of, of mine that would benefit <laughs> from this. And um, yeah, I could think of a couple specifically. But I, I wanted it. to talk a little bit more about what I found super interesting about not all of the cards that were released, but a bulk of the cards that were released. And um, Chesh, you were talking a little bit about some of these uh, ahead of time before we started recording, is that they're almost all the ones that we've seen so far, save a, a couple, are from uh, either theme packs, theme booster packs, That's or true, yeah. set booster packs. And um, we saw that in Theros, and yeah, the Theros ones are some of my favorite rare cards. Like I, I bought one of each of those because you know the the huge giant nine drop demon or whatever from Theros theme decks goes into my demons deck. The uh, Terror of Mount Velus, the uh, the mm, dragon true. goes into my Ilhard dragons deck. Um, it gives dragons uh, if when it enters the battlefield all creatures you get 
get double strike until end of turn and you could keep it entering the battlefield because of Ilhard triggers every turn you get oh the, yeah that yeah. one's sweet so <laughs> yeah so there's a bunch of sweet cards i think in theros that are a little bit jank like the the casting costs are way off and and one of my concerns is that these cards look amazing and playable and you can only get them in supplemental products. Mm. So, you know, there's been a little, there's been talk about that before, like Nexus of Fate was a buy a box only, all this stuff. Yeah, but, of course. But, but, but for me personally, it's just like, I don't want to buy theme boosters to get the cards I want. And I don't want to, you know, like have to spend an arm and a leg on singles. Like these things were like 25 cents. So it was easy to do in Theros. But um, now, a lot of these are are looking really good, and yeah, I'm, not I'm to excited mention, about like, it. But also, I've, I was like, man, I wish some of these were in. I, I'm not going to see these in drafts, or you know, or uh, yeah. I'm, I was going to say not to mention keeping up with the matrix of where they appear, and and that's that's like you say, it's probably a good reason you don't see them much because people forget they exist or like never got that product of where the the Theros ones appeared because. I couldn't tell you where they came from. I, I know the cards, but it's like, oh, yeah, that one's from... Like, there's a Kraken as well, I believe. And it's like, oh, that one came from uh, some... Was it the Game Night thing or something? Another oh, supplemental the product. Yeah. yeah, they're so quality. And then some of them can appear in, like, the collector boosters, and so you get these random ones. And, um, yeah, like, we've got... Uh, we, we had sometimes back when we did, like irl drafts but the chaos drafts had sometimes someone would just throw a collector booster in there and you might get i was like what's this card i didn't even know this is in here and it's like the minotaur one search for four minotaurs i was like what the hell oh, yeah. and the cleric that puts one one counters on all your stuff and things like that yeah like, i don't recognize this from the main set and it's from those supplemental ones so yeah i know what you mean it's i i they're they're often they have previously just been cool cards that like oh they're nice to have but you don't by no means need or whatever um, yeah and and all like they're in that medium power range too but now but, maybe but, like these look really good <laughs> yeah and I, and i think like giving these that spotlight like the ahead of holidays sneak preview you know mm. they're not going to be in drafts so people aren't going to be talking about like what draft is going to be like or anything like this but it gives them a little bit of time to shine for me i'm a little sad because yeah. i like i like the dark horse court the dark horse cards like the ones that are people are like where did this card come from me i don't too, remember exactly. this one right <laughs> um but but it's nice that the um it's nice that the set booster theme booster cards sort of are getting their time in the spotlight here so i think that's pretty cool yeah and i think so these ones i can kind of see what's going on too there's uh, uh there's a bit of like very much tribal support like we kind of said with the pie before but like elf uh, elves are supported i think i'm trying to see how this all works and forgive me again because it's some of the first like times i'm looking at some of these so uh but elves might be in green black and there's like giants in red and maybe white i'm not sure blue, I th I think, definitely yeah and are oh, you probably blue as well you're right and i think what they're kind of doing is they're crossing over maybe a bit like the way zendikar kind of did it but a bit different maybe that it's not necessarily this uh maybe there's a primary i think yeah actually the way, maybe that's the way it is there's a primary a primary color for each tribe and then a secondary which you can flip between two things maybe that may be the way it's kind of handled so like 
the Giants, and again, I'm probably getting this totally wrong, maybe not. Uh, the Giants could be like primary red, I believe, and then either a blue or a white secondary. I'm not too sure. We'll see how it yeah. all plays out and, and lands, whatnot. But I gather that based on the fact that we've got the pathways, uh, this set is definitely about um, uh, two-color pairs kind of thing in limited sense. So who yeah. knows? But, yeah, so uh, Giants are getting support. Elves are getting support. Angels are getting support. Uh, is there any more? Or is that it? Well, I think... Dwarves, the, sorry. The, My bad. The big one is God. Right, God. Oh, God as well. Yeah. But for me, and and you know, like I've been talking about, I've been saying like gods are coming out. We had um, in Theros E two extinction and extinction event in Ikoria, and there was an extinction card in the last set. And I'm like, all of these exile cards are coming because there's going to be these ridiculous indestructible gods. And then Halvar comes out, and there's absolutely no sort of god mechanic other than yeah. it it can be cast as a sword and i'm sort of disappointed <laughs> like i'm looking at yeah. this i'm looking at this god that's a 4 mana 4/4 four, four. i don't care what else it can do that thing gets beat up by like an ooze you know like yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of uh i'm i'm holding judgment i'm waiting to see mm-hmm. what the other gods are like but at the same time i'm like it's a four mana four four what kind of god is that <laughs> and it seems like that was a bit of a um a kind of a showpiece for the set to uh helvar being it's it's the the early show off of like look what can, mechanics can be and like you said helvar is a yeah four mana four four legendary creature god but uh, and I won't read out all the rules text, whatever you can look it up, but um, it's kind of cool. Well, Double that, strike for yeah. enchanted stuff, but then it flips into a, I mean, or not flips. You can shut, you can cast it much like the MDFCs. Uh, you can, or actually they weren't like that. There are like other lands or a spell, but this one you can cast either side, whichever you want. The other side's an equipment. So there's technically an equipment in the command zone, which is just design space. They're showing off. It's like, look, this can be done. And I think that it's is- super cool. Like it's not, great of course i think they had to power down the front side to allow for the flexibility of the other side because choices are always powerful but um yeah yeah i love it that, and i, I know she was like oh yeah go for it it's really exciting to me my my uh my first deck commander deck is an azan I, I bought the uh you know the feline the cat, one, yeah. cat deck and i and i was like i'm not gonna run this as a rob i want i want to pick something yep. weird you know and i we're I the same Nizan, person colin far Nizan out Nizan i did the same thing <laughs> i was like i don't i would never i'd would, I would never choose the red ranger in power rangers it's got to be like uh the, one of the green or the black or the blue one i was the black That's, ranger yeah i was exactly. donatello <laughs> when we did ninja turtles you know yeah, yeah it's always a sidekick i'm not interested in the main character and so it's like yeah it's always that with a pre-con who's uh, who's getting the uh, the promotion? And I remember yeah, Mazarek was that, even though Meron's amazing. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I felt it. So, oh yeah, tell us about Nazan. Yeah, so Nazan. I mean, I mean, this this card is amazing, and Nazan for whatever you know, all those yeah. reasons. Like you you find yourself in an equipment deck that you might be uh, a creature light, and you want to be able to put a creature on the battlefield, and all you've drawn is equipments, and here you've drawn both. So great. You know, if you need the equipment, great. If you need the creature to put something on, wonderful. But I think, mm. like, what I would have loved to have seen out of this type of mechanic, and I know it doesn't really work with modal double flip cards because you're only supposed to be able to cast it as one or the other, is when the god dies, make it the sword. Like, that's, yeah, that that's what I my, assumed, but would no, have been my that's... dream. 
Yeah. And it would have been flavorful. Like, you know, this is what I'm leaving behind. Like, the power yeah. on the mortal realm here. Take I'm it. I'm pretty sure there's... But, I, I feel like people even um, hypothesize about that. And when I say people, maybe it was even Chesh. Chesh, did you say something like that? Like, when we, we got all the, the announcements of, like, what the sets were... I think we made a uh, a whole bunch of like wild predictions of what that could be, and I I of course don't make many because I'm I'm garbage at that. But you know, Chesh has a good design mind for these kind of things. So yeah, was it like did you say that that like oh it can be a sword and a dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> genius. Right? Because because I was saying like the the best way to do something like um, Molnir is to yeah. do it as a god because. Um, depending on what you're reading, um, True. the the essence of Molnir was that of a god poured into a battle weapon, basically, yeah, yeah. and that was a whole tied down thing where it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do it correctly, you would need to do legendary equipment slash god mm. or legendary equipment slash dude, you know, because then you've got like dude or dame or whatever on one side, <laughs> and then you've got like the massive sword relic item adventuring gear fucking tap dance shoes on the other side <laughs> yes <laughs> we literally got shoes. tap dance we shoes. literally got tap dance shoes right in yeah. in, in 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 oh throne yeah <laughs> tap dance yeah. shoes yes <laughs> oh that makes me smile but yeah i know what you mean and like whereas at the moment it's like they they're cool and again uh, i think you were saying before cheshire really could have been another color all this stuff I'm like yeah true but I don't know. Maybe everyone would touch it then, but it's a mythic. It's mono white. It's cool. Just, I'll, just, I think I want to brew it. I really do. But it's it's got no connection. Stop doing it. Yeah. Just to stop. Stop. Stop constantly making white creatures white. Oh, and yeah, I know yeah. that sounds stupid, but if every legendary creature in white is based around the same boring old hitting face thing, mm-hmm. That's why people keep telling you that white is like underserviced because it has no good commanders that we want to play. They're all the same. Mm. The same with also uh, also uh, Boros, on. white red, Boros. Boros, Boros. The same with Boros. Boros is boring. Yeah, Boros is boring. Even doing some Bell Borker <sighs> stuff was fun. Like do some yeah, Feather was good. I, I think they're yeah. like 50, they're like fifty and 50, 50 on those a lot of the time now. Like there's some one might do something cool. And then the next one just cares about attacking and double striking, which is still fun. I, I do like that, and you can do cool stuff. It's but, fine. I'm just kind of sick of it. I just yeah. want to. I want something different. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say it's like I would have liked to see more connection between Helvar and the sword and what they have in connection to each other. Maybe that's explained through narrative. Who knows? But as as it always goes, top down design feels amazing when the card feels like it's the thing, and and so is like you say, it would feel mm. like. Mm. The, the hammer is the god and in a way like yeah. whereas at the moment you just choose one or two you know um but also i want to point out the uh, the fact that this is also in effect a two card infinite combo white what with no any palancron or panagrine drake etc in a sack outlet really why which bit because whenever an equipped creature dies uh, whenever equipped creature dies, return it to its owner's oh, hand. It could cost that is bit. one and a white. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'll play my Penegreen Drake and untap lands, and then I'll sack it to the altar. Then I'll play my Penegreen Drake and untap lands, and then I'll sacrifice yeah, it to my altar. Yeah. <laughs> getting, that's another thing they are getting good at, making just two card combos. So, um, yeah, also, you know, very readily available. Cool for the year of Commander, man. So cool. 
exactly. But, so yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly interested in Halva. I think Halva's kind of fun exploring design space, but, I mean, could have gone a bit further, but whatever. Like, it is what it is. Um, the next one I do love because Colin made such an exquisitely amazing uh, comparison on Twitter about this one, but uh, Sarulf Relmeter, do you want to read this one off or anyone or do you want me to? Yeah, I have it, read it Oh, you got, you got it. You got it. Yeah. yeah so Tell us what one, you thought about Sarulf, uh, Colin. One black green, whenever a permanent, uh, a legendary creature wolf, whenever a permanent an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Sarulf Realm Eater. Next line, at the beginning of your upkeep, if Saruf has one or more plus one, plus one counters on it, you may remove all of them. If you do exile each other non-land permanent with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of counters removed that way. So I, um, yeah, speaking of top-down design, right? I yeah. <laughs> It's funny, you know, when we're talking about like mythology and like where your stories are and, and you mentioned Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles are the things that I grew up on. And, and um, yeah. so someone on Twitter asked for, you know, like a uh, fantasy map. And my mind immediately went to this old map. It was like a promotional item for the never ending story. Yeah. And I already, I already had this, um, this movie in my mind. And as soon as I saw the wolf, I was like, Oh my God, it's the nothing. It eats everything. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently yeah, the wolf had a does. name. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. But, you know, the funny thing is that wolf in the never-ending story is based off of Fafnir in North mythology, Norse myth, uh, mythology. And so you get the top-down design, but, but my origins of that wolf are not from mythology, but from the never-ending story. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what a movie, but, yeah. Yeah, but but speaking of like you know the year of commander and just wor- being worried about a you know board wipe in the in the command zone at all times, <laughs> it's a little bit scary. It it, t- it takes a little bit to to do, but you know if you think of how easy it is to actually put a plus one plus one counter on something aside from you know the first trigger, like you just <laughs> proliferate, you know plus one plus one counter synergies all all around um it wouldn't it wouldn't be too hard to threaten this as like a uh even a voltron type strategy i'm just gonna wipe wipe the board of everything else all non-land permanents the wolf remains and have fun yeah and just persistent board wipes. It's exactly. easier than you think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially in Golgari. Uh, and the one things- thing to remember is that this is in Golgari, which means that you know you're, you're probably going to have some sort of sub plus one plus one kind of theme in there anyway, whether you like it or not, because yep. it's Golgari and Golgari likes to do that. And it's just like this is so so easy to just plug counters onto it and just go, yep, looks good, looks good to me. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah, I love it, and it's, um, the never-ending story thing just made me smile so much when you said that because it's, I mean, not only is it's, yeah, it's a kids movie, quote unquote, but like it's a depressing ass kids movie in a great way that I think is just real. It's the whole dark crystal thing. I love that, but like you know, spoiler alert what happens with his horse very early on and then how but i love that movie for what it does uh as as the main uh, threat or enemy whatever you want to call it for the uh the whole movie 
is something like it's 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 like mental health. It, it's something that's intangible, which is quite amazing, and it, it yeah. touches on that idea that it's like it doesn't have to be this big bad scary thing because often what you what you see is a lot less scary, and and that that's how I think I love my horror movies too. Like it's something that's uh, arcane and un, you, un, intangible that you can't understand. A bit like, I mean, Lovecraft kind of horror goes there as well, but I always love that. It's like, yep, this dick, big, dark, misty thing that you can't understand or really stop or do anything. It's just, it's it's the embodiment of misery. <laughs> and it's, it's the nothing and it's the whole idea. It's like, what happened if all your emotions went away? And then that part where you become an adult and it becomes too real. You're like, oh no, <laughs> I, I've, I've felt that. <laughs> When, when all happiness turns to dust and uh, yeah exactly so i'm actually pretty keen to bruce a again it's like maybe it is a bit it does the thing and and just have persistent board wipes but i don't know i don't i don't think it's going to be too problematic but if you really lean into it uh i i think you can make it happen and I, just i don't know again it depends on the person not the cards i i always yeah. find yeah the way the way I see it, I th- I think it for me. If I end up playing this, it would be in the ninety nine because if yeah, you true. roll up to a table with this in your command zone, you're you're the boogeyman, right? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, we we've seen it in Commander Legends yeah. sealed. Yeah, you you <laughs> I was the say person that. <laughs> who has Navinarol, or even when Navinarol's disc comes out, everyone's like, yeah. oh, we gotta we gotta do something about this. I want my non land permanents, please no. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's a Becca for me lately. I've seen too many of Becca decks that either Chesh or Caitlin have driven or other other people. It's like it's just always great. It's like in a game in in sealed and where it really does go down to attrition after a while. It's like who can last the long game, and they're encoring and then stopping the turn, and it's like. Oh, really like it's just so much value yeah. it's really good and then never mind the time i stupidly vampiric chewed it into it anyway we're gonna talk about <laughs> that i'm a fool yeah. uh so the next one of the main kind of legends i guess we've seen so far I haven't seen that many um i will say oh we did i i forgot kind of about a semi-tribe that we're seeing some cards for shapeshifters which is kind of fun so don't need to say more than that except there's shapeshifter support in this set just sort of below, but all, all those tribal decks basically to- yeah. totally exactly <laughs> fills all those gaps but um magda brazen outlaw is the next one and it touches on one of the main uh tribes being dwarves and uh magda's a cool nice slim line one and a red two one uh just i love seeing low drop commanders and it's always a good feeling if 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 no one's ever played like if someone's always just played a six mana commander like i i urge you to try out a, a, a two or three mana commander something like a bit lower so it just feels great you get it out early um but uh yeah magda magda it basically reads other dwarves you control get plus one plus oh and then whenever dwarf dwarf you control becomes tapped create a, dr- a treasure token and then sack five treasures search your library for an artifact or dragon card put that card onto the battlefield then shuffle your library i already love how this has a crossroads uh, staple to it. You could put both in your deck. You could go one way. You could go the other way. You could put it in your pirate treasure deck, like that kind of thing. There's a whole bunch going on here. Um, Chesh might also enjoy this too, being Australian. I love that Magda is the name here, being that one of our famous Australians is Magda Shavansky, um of, of <laughs> Kath and Kim fame and, and lots of other stuff doing a lot of good work. Um, so, yeah, I love that to bits for sure. But, um, yeah, any thoughts on Magda, friends? Go, Chess. It- don't look at me. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, fun. for me, for it's, me, it's then, yeah, like, 
this is one of those things when you know like sam you were like uh talk, we're talking about tribal decks and you're like but why shouldn't I build a dwarf tribal <laughs> deck, right? Like, exactly. if, if I if you pull Magda, then you're like, where are all my draft draft chap yeah. dwarves? Well, uh, run let's seven go. Dwarves. That's already seven but, seven slots in the deck, right? Like, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I, I can't remember. Some I know some people run seven dwarves. It's seven. Can you? Are you allowed to run seven? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. You, oh, that's it fine. says you may have up to seven in your deck or something like that. But easy. Yeah. Well, there you go. Seven I, slots. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, when I, when I first saw this card, much like many cards over Commander Legends, I keep thinking about my Brutaclad deck because yeah. you can, you end up having a whole ton of treasures. There's a few artifacts that you definitely want out of that deck um, where um, I think you can do it without dwarves and mm. be able to use it as a tutor. But but the um, I can't the get rough... past that first line of text. It's just like but, yeah, it's it's yelling to me. Yeah. And it's like and it's part of restraint and learning to uh, to be the next level player of Magic. Not that that means anything, but it's for me. It's been like I, I can ignore this line of text, even though like my mind just wants me to not ignore it. Basically, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you can. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think in that deck specifically, like it would hurt to sacrifice any tokens because you're going to turn them into something crazy later anyway. Mm. But um, there's it's certainly exciting. Uh, what what card spiked Dwarven Recruiter? I think it was so, true, something along true. those lines. So there's a uh, you know there's a lot of excitement about it, but I think that there are other ways to you know tutor or put out a dragon on the dragon field that a uh, dragon on the battlefield that doesn't have you jump it through quite as many hoops <laughs> yeah and i think it and, also and that's why this as a commander just seems to me like meh yeah it's a 99 cause... thing but I, I more and more i've found well, myself going i want to make a, a monocolor commander well, even though no, it's, it's sorry, gonna be hard i don't understand how this is search for an artifact or dragon yeah isn't it? There's an, Why a dragon? Because there's probably a narrative reason, of course. But I like that because they, they are Maybe, they're but... two things that are quite different. Uh, and I, I think that's really interesting that you could lean on more of you a dragon what? thing. It's dwarf tribal. Let me search for a dwarf, not a dragon. True. Just saying. True, but... I don't want to. I don't want to like boringly ride a dragon. But, I wanna, but what dwarf? Would I you... want to play my underplay dwarf deck. Oh, true. But um, you play them. But like, what's the payoff to like searching for one of them? You know, like which one do you search for? The fact that you're one playing day. a dwarf yeah, deck. Yeah, but you just run them, and then you look for your payoff is artifacts or something. But yeah, I know, I know no, what you mean. So I know what you mean. One of the things you have to think of is that this likely won't be many people's commanders, right? Yeah. Despite the fact that it is, uh, uh, you know, a uh, lord on legs, which is fine, mm-hmm. creates treasure tokens fine because you can use treasure tokens to, I guess, I don't know, cast your dragons go searching for them this this is more of one of those creatures that's included in this set as um as a companion for uh what was it called the vehicle slash the red white one i was thinking the The same thing exactly it it covers off two things because doesn't uh doesn't that one i I can't remember the name of it but the pilot basically a del parla i think uh Yeah. In, in 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 Aether Revolt or the uh, what yeah. kind of magic players we are? I can't remember. Anyway, but um, yeah, I know what you mean. And it had artifacts, and then also oh, like vehicles and dwarves written on the card, so you can like kind of choose yeah. how much you want to go into each. I guess exactly, and especially when you get the fact that 
Bearded Axe is in this set, just to shift it over to maybe a much better card than what we were just talking about. Um, this is two colors and a red for an artifact equipment. Equip equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each Ooh. dwarf equipment and or vehicle you control. Yeah. It's an uncommon it's and it for two. Yeah. So there, if, there we go, Chef. We'll you, see your Viking you longboat for sure. Yeah. Sorry, but but if you did build this as just straight artifacts, like forget the dragons. Maybe you have like steel hellkite or something in there. But yeah, you which know, is the, both the ability to if you could get up to what five treasures and sack them and pull out like a dark steel forge and just mm -hmm. make all of your your whole artifact deck indestructible. Um, there, there's power behind it. Like I could I, think I so could definitely. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a little bit excited. Not to, I but think again, I'm you're totally not you're not looking sure. at dwarves, you know, dwarf tribal at that point. Yeah, they're they're kind of just situational. It's like if they exist, that's cool, fine, whatever. Especially because there's also the it, when they become tapped, which is uh, springleaf drum them maybe, but otherwise it's trying to it's trying to imply that you should be attacking with them, and then you make the treasures. But I do like the fact that it's treasures without being pirates anyway, so it's separating that in a good way uh, as a good payoff as well uh with that's the thing i've found colin a bit like we said about the tribal thing i've wanted to brew something around treasures recently and i think i will uh however it's very very easy for that to just fall into pirates like it just yeah. it, you know and it's like maybe it doesn't need to i like the idea if it doesn't you know so this kind of helps that out a little bit so but yeah nice um cold arms looking good it's 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 a nice little taste of like like colin said uh before the the, the holidays i guess um but it's it's a, a look and a glimpse of things to come and and something we're going to get after uh in the new year which is hopefully the better year uh the great 2021 so um some, something fun so I'll be happier once we start seeing the actual set itself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Well, because, like you say, maybe the timing was a bit weird that they chose. They didn't choose more flagship, literally, uh, type cards where it's like, here's this big badass Viking or here's this big badass Viking longbow type thing. It's it's more some, some different stuff. By the way, oh, I just saw Sarulf the Realm Eater. The the, the, the non-showcase art is very much like Sif from Dark Souls. It's got swords in the wolf as well oh, that's cool that's one of the ones i'm not joking the um i think i prefer the non-showcase art on that one it's just super yeah, cool. I would it's, say got so the too. it's got the northern lights in the background so has got some kind of cool snazzy socks look going on it's gonna be a pretty like, foil yeah like colorful socks for some reason i say they're socks they're, <laughs> they're probably tendrils of energy or something I'm, I'm yeah bit, the world's I'm energy idiot. right the, yeah i don't know yeah ley lines but i did um I did get to, I, I speculated a little bit in Discord, uh, Magic with Zuby's Discord, which is a lot of fun. I, I know Zuby mm. has like an open invite to that if anyone's interested. See, oh, it's a good out, place. But, um, uh, you know, they were talking about, oh, I'm hoping that, um, oh my goodness, what's the devil's name now? I completely, why is this? Which one? Some hints. Two, two drop planeswalker. Oh, uh, uh, Tybalt, Tybalt, yeah. Tybalt, yeah, like, oh, I'm hoping that uh, the Tybalt is, like, a great a great planeswalker or janky planeswalker. I was like, what if Tybalt, <laughs> what if Tybalt is actually a god? And oh. then, like, not, not the five minutes later, like, I was saying, okay, but they were um, a friend of the show, uh, Baltan, too, was like, well, yeah. I think the way that they laid out these cards, it's, it's definitely ha has to be a planeswalker. And then, like, not 10 minutes after that, the Maverick girl on Twitter, who's, I think the Maverick gal is her tag, yeah. um, posted something like, what if 
Tybalt is a flip god or planeswalker MDFC. <laughs> and I was like, mind blown. And now all I want in yep. my life is for that to happen. Like, please. And if it's not, if Tybalt is not a god slash planeswalker, I'll be highly disappointed. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love Tybalt. What if Tybalt is actually a dragon planeswalker? Yeah. Ooh. Planeswalker on one side and a dragon on the other side. Would Tybalt be a dragon or still be a de- devil? Devil? No. What is... I don't know Tybalt's story, but yeah, that could work. And then you could search it out with Magda. Hmm. Yeah, Ty- just pl- Tybalt's... Uh... It was started as a human, I believe, was converted to a devil. So human Ooh. devil. Um yeah, but that's can't become a dragon exactly <laughs> that's pretty sweet <laughs> but yeah oh and so wasn't some wasn't there something again I'm, I'm off behind a rock or something but uh wasn't there some pack art or something that that almost uh suggested there was beings like tybalt or it was tybalt on the pack art or something i can't remember yeah so tybalt is on the pack art like we know that tybalt's going to be in the set he uh tybalt's ah. in the um spoiler video or the the teaser trailer if you haven't seen it um that's a lot of fun have, have Whoops, you seen clearly the, haven't yeah exactly have I'm you seen that video it. no not yet i saw it uh pop up on youtube i better watch that but i never never got around to it so yeah i'll, I'll have to do my homework i didn't realize it gave away such a good uh oh there we go there's yeah. a taster of something i might actually i'm sorry, sorry to spoil it but i don't know that's I don't okay think, that's okay i'm glad yeah, you said it I, I don't think it actually like is explicit that it's Tybalt, but people people were like, <laughs> watch it with the subtitles on, and you know, like the the of course like the narration is a lot different, but it says like Tybalt laughing, haha, you know, <laughs> like oh that's Tybalt standing there you know? exactly. Um, yeah. Almost forgot one last card before we move on to our uh, our, our next discussion topic whatever uh but the boros has an interesting enchantment that they've shown almost as like hey guys boros is getting other things and um i don't think there's that much to say about it because it's a very sensible card but i think it's a good thing like we chesh kind of had that distinction of a card before it's like it's not game breaking it's not bad it's just good and probably needed showdown of the skulls is an a saga which by the way saga's coming back is always awesome uh last saw them in theros uh two or do we I think that was the last time. Anyway, two red-white uh, saga with three chapters. Uh, it's enchantment. The number one is exile the top four cards of your library until the end of next turn or your next turn you may play these cards. So it's that's really the one that matters. The other two are whenever you cast a spell this turn, put a 1-1 counter on target creature control, which is pretty low impact, but whatever. Uh, it's more that first one is just like essentially feels like a harmonize in Boros which on a permanent, which also matters. There's ways in Boris to get your things back and sometimes manipulate. If you want to take counters off this thing, it'd be kind of funny um, because you can keep doing the thing. But yeah, I, I don't mind it. And I think you said something, about, I can't remember if you were speaking about two, Colin, or maybe we did on stream, but it was pretty much that. We're just like, there's not that much to say about it. It's just just nice, nice well, to have. I'm- I'm really, I'm kicking myself. I was kicking myself as soon as it spoiled because I should have called it. I know, like, my my wife's family has a lot of, like, Scandinavian um, uh, heritage. And oh, nice. specifically, like, they passed down, they passed down um, Viking saga jewelry. And I knew the word saga was related to uh, Norse, Norse, mythology and here like i 
as soon as it spoiled, I looked up the definition. It was like, especially in old Norse mythology, I was like, why didn't I call it? I should have, I, I would have been <laughs> like right there. It, it literally comes from Viking, you know, uh, myth is the word saga. So if you, if you didn't know that, uh, that's your like, uh, uh, you know, tidbit for the day, but um, I'm super excited. I love sagas. I have a couple of enchantment decks. I think that blinking them, uh, recurring them, getting them back out of the graveyard, all this is going to be great. I'm excited to see the layout of the art. The layout on the mm. art looks amazing. I think it's going to be going to be great in this set. Yeah, I've, yeah. The vertical art's always been something I really enjoy because it's a it, it's a completely different dynamic um, that we've seen scrolls. We've seen all kinds of interesting ways to treat that. So, yeah, look forward to more of those. But yeah, should be a really good set. But uh, we didn't talk no, about Kaya at all. But Kaya is going to be a yeah, great she's there. EDH. Yeah, she's yeah, there. She's we there. don't think she's we great. need to talk about it at all. I think it's exactly. going to be like uh, all the other Kaya Planeswalkers cards hasn't hasn't really had the power that this one. This feels like mm. a you know big. Uh, big Kaya versus Little Kaya, as, as in like you know, Big Teferi versus Little Teferi. Like this got got some punch behind it. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, this, this one looks quite solid actually, and, and feeling almost a little bit like the War of the Spark one too. But um, of course, uh, juiced up a little bit because it's that mythic. So um, should be good. So check that one out for sure. Uh, next thing I was going to get into was uh, it was more or less kind of. We're kind of rounding out the year, as we said before, but um, just looking back, we've, we've talked a lot about what the year's meant to us and how we've kind of found ways to make things work uh, when when we're kind of stuck at home, that kind of thing. But trying to turn negatives into positives wherever possible. And uh, and, and I think, you know, surrounded by some great people, we've, we've managed to do that wherever it counts. And, um, you know, very thankful, of course, to everyone that's been a part of the show this year and made it what it was, but uh, which is just makes me happy every week you know it's it's it, that's it just finding out talking to to people i i greatly respect and um it's just been a heap of fun but just playing like sharing a table with these people and then just just double downing on what has been fun in commander and, and understanding what that's all about so uh it's kind of why we we got colin aboard of course to, to show up and hang out like everyone else that we've had and, and just just talk about the great things of commander but i thought what better way to kind of go back through uh and touch on and, and maybe there's a couple of stories along the way of, of, of what we saw in, in in product sense whatever or, or you know what we enjoyed playing uh what what they kind of meant but as decks as kind of bookmarks of of, of a year is probably an interesting way I was going to put it. Also kind of stole this idea from EDH Recast, the latest episode with uh, Olivia Gobert-Hicks. It just got me thinking as well. They were just talking back through uh, decks she had run over the year uh, when things came out as well, also showing what people are interested in, that kind of thing. But it's just a nice little um, exercise to go, what 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 did I do this year? I mean, apart from all that stuff with the podcast, everything, but and, and what the commander I've been playing, but what what did I build? And and what did you know? What did those decks mean to me? And and they kind of had their own statement on where where we're sitting with Commander this year. So um, I think I'll, I might start off with I've got a little list of the decks I built this year and and kind of what they mean to me that kind of thing. But um, Chesh has an interesting pathway for this because I know Chesh has been very busy making probably a lot more than me uh, with with making content and that kind of thing. But I was wondering. Oh, I start with Chesh anyway. But like any any key highlights for you that that stood out or, or you know that kind of 
were your uh, your main decks for the year that you look back and like, well, that's what I built this year. Well, I mean, the the food chain deck was, you know, certainly a bit of a surprise that, you know, CDH people decided that that was the deck that they wanted to jump in on and talk about mm. and watch the most, which was, you know, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Who was, who um, was the commander for that one again? Uh, uh, the dog. I don't the remember. Dog. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, the dog. I'm... It was more surprising that people actually watched it because I yeah. was like, surely this isn't going to get any hits at all. Yeah, uh, I was wrong. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But um, yeah. Then what else? Um, that, that was the, sh- the shadow dog, wasn't it? Shadow dog. Yeah. That's. I mean, there's there's a few other people at the moment doing this uh, kind of similar reflection, and it's like looking back at all the sets that were and that kind of thing, and you look back and go, well. Ikoria was Ikoria. I can't remember half the stuff in it. And and the, the, depending on, like this, yeah, a lot of product came out, of course. But Ikoria, I think with the mechanics that went on, the companion and the, like, the mutate and things like that, that almost led itself to going, I can't even remember what was going on there for sure. And and then also the commander stuff that had all the, the those partners because that is one of them, I believe, wasn't it, Chesh? Yeah, it's a, it's it a, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah mm, the Saltai one, right? Yeah. Um, I'm useless yeah, at I just, this. I can't remember the name. Let me find them. And I should be able to. Yeah. But Broca's? it was. It, it, no, it's the, the Saltai partner. No. Uh, oh. The, from, the, from the pre-cons, I believe. Uh, Ukima and mm-hmm. Kazua. There we go. Thank we you. We got there. Ukima and Kazua. Because Ukima's Shadow a, Dog and Doom. Yeah, sh- well, but Ukima's a whale wolf. Why? I don't know. Just yeah, very cool. Shadow Dog. Yeah, Shadow Dog. Exactly. Um... So that was that was you know pretty amazing, um, but I guess for me this year Lisa was probably one of the better the better decks to be honest that you enjoyed as um, well. Most simply, importantly, yeah, because it was a bit more gross than what I usually do. It wasn't a deck that was driving people crazy, mm. but it has enough hate bear stuff in it that it makes life difficult for everyone at the table while still being enjoyable to play against it's not something that's just locking people out of the game for the most part yeah stacks for friends we called it magistrate let me have some water (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly that's great um there was another one there i do remember and i don't know if uh like i've got to dig this one up and see how you felt about it but um never forget that time on uh we jumped on lexicon and um just just rocked up with (laughs) with the mardu double strike guy and uh, double strike in fact yeah 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 um again like i don't know this killed is, everyone by turn five i think this, <laughs> this is, is the year of snap, forgetting snap commander names snapdax exactly oh, snap I, I just oh. built that deck that's, that's like a, that that's, what, that's my it's, last build it's a time mm. it's a time <laughs> my word it's a great commander <laughs> yeah and i think everyone's um, like Mardu, and if people well, are wondering yeah yeah if people are wondering how this one came about and thanks for reminding me because this was a good deck yeah. um so everyone was saying that Snapdax looked good on paper and was a bad commander. Mm-hmm. And I was arguing with people on Reddit going, obviously you have no idea what you're talking First about all, because just, this just, is not yeah, a bad commander. In fact, tro- it's quite overpowered. Don't feed the trolls. It's their, their unwinnable battles. No, 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 no. not trolls, just the community. Yeah, um, and people were like, I don't understand how you could think this is a, a good commander. It's really easy to kill and board wipe. And I said, that's not even the point. And if you're getting to the point where somebody can cast a board wipe against you, you've already lost the game and you should have won the game already. Yeah, yeah. Um, So speed up. (laughs) Yeah, hence playing my turbo version um, on the Lexicon stream 
to show exactly that, to showcase exactly how mean the deck can be when it gets a good start. Yeah. Um, and that you can kill the table by turn five. Oh, earlier, uh, but you're a bit and, just respectful just of their rule. Smile about you're it. respectful of their rule. Yeah. Don't kill everyone before t- t- turn five. So two players were killed before turn four, I think. And then the last one you uh, waited. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a time. That was a time. But uh, it's, it's such a big key for that deck to be able to. Your, your commander basically says it has haste. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the mutate mechanic is sneaky, sneaky haste. Yeah, I love it to bits. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, that's that's coming at you. So uh, for sure. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, Oboon, Oboon was a really funky one as far as it was a pre-con, of course, but you upgraded that and then had it had a... 10 cards in, 10 cards out, yeah, made it into something it was that solid was stupid. Deck. Uh, I also really enjoyed when we ran through the, the pre-cons at the middle of the year. Uh, I can't remember which ones. They were the Ikoria ones, weren't they? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. we ran mm-hmm. through those uh, where you, you did your upgrades for each of those, and I think you actually found some pretty... Cool... Hashtag sponsored, thanks with That's right. Uh, and, and I know, they, I know was... you went through like a bit of an excursion to get those decks. It was a time, <laughs> uh, a time that, that saw me buy the decks... As well as because the the decks were supposed to arrive and didn't arrive, mm. and I waited weeks and weeks and weeks, and then when I finally bit the bullet and bought the decks, and then Wizards finally were like, oh, yeah, hey, about those decks, we found <laughs> them. Sorry, here they are. And I was like, cool, guys. I just, yeah. I just went and bought these. So, you oh, know, that's great. great. That is great. Um but yeah, I mean, there's those, and then and they were they were just really really cool because I think you found some interesting um, uh, discoveries out of those because as like we said before with Nazan, like you didn't always go, you know, feel like you're boxed into the first commander, and sometimes it's best to uh, to go the the lieutenant, so to speak. And and there's some cool stuff out of there, but uh, can't think of any else uh, other crazy things you've built during the year that I remember um, that were particularly. Uh, like kind of as as important as those other ones. I think Lisa was huge. Snapdax was huge. But um, yeah, no, they mm-hmm. cover off a few key things. Commander Legends, Icoria beat two big, very very big sets of the year, kind of thing. So um, I'm moving over to Colin. Um, uh, what? Yeah, run through even if it's it's short form, like the list if you've got, or even some highlights. But what you brewed this year? Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a little bit of both. So twenty <laughs> decks in 2020 for me. Uh, Brought me up to 31 decks total, and the, one day I'll get to, like, one of every color and all that fun oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not, to do that. I'm not there yet. Sure. Yeah, but but 20 decks, and I think that's, like, the the most positive thing about, you know, the, the pandemic and having to, mm. like, stay home from work and work was closed for a long time and things like that. Um, I got really into expanding uh, my decks and, and really, you know, Without doing a whole lot, our our local crew, some of whom you you're interacting with it through the sealed league, um, we're drafting once a week every week. So I have just a ton of draft rares and commons and everything. That's like the bulk of my collection. So mm. a lot of my deck building is just taking what I have here and putting it together. Um, so yeah, and it's a good feeling. It's um, the whole creativity. Start- uh, the, sorry, restrictions breed creativity. Thing you're like, what do I have? And that's 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 a lot of fun to work with, rather than ordering a whole bunch of cards every time. Yeah. So um, I started the year off with two decks: Phoenix Self Mill and Admiral Beckett Brass. The Phoenix <laughs> deck has has sort of become a. It it could turn into C- CEDH like I, 
it has a demonic consultation in there. This was like before Ooh. the card spiked and uh, the divining witch and uh, Thassa's Oracle came in and I was like, hey, you know, this is a, you know, we got Jace, we got Thassa's Oracle, I bought a lab man and we're good to go. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, you can't always rely on milling other people because of like the Eldrazi Titans and stuff like that. So I figured, you know, rely on myself. And now I'm like, wait, this is almost the CEDH deck, so I don't play it that often. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Admiral Beckett Brass deck, I was excited. I, I came I came back to Magic. My um, the, the dawn of my first draft ever was right at the pre... right the week before the pre-release of Rivals of Ixalan, so I drafted Ixalan. Uh, Admiral Beckett Brass was one of my first drafted cards uh, ever, because I had only played Magic way back in the day in Portal. It was like starter decks. I had bought a few packs in between at like Kamigawa, but really never played up until um, Ixalan. Mm. And so I had always wanted to build Admiral Beckett Brass, and and the beginning of this year I was like, it's time to put this together. I played it once with our local group here, and then the pandemic hit, and you know, Webcam Commander came about, and um, it was sort of looked down upon a little bit. It's a it's a very like steely card deck. Yeah, you know, yeah, I want to take your permanence off of your board. But I think with like infinite tokens and pe- people have come around, like, hey, we got yeah, we start to figure these out. games anyway. Yeah, that's so, right. And there's there's uh, always a way to kind of uh, to 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 indicate something, um, and and you know use even if it's sticky notes doesn't matter. But we figure it out, and it's the whole thing. We're we're all talking and that kind of thing. Um, I think as long as it's not like Chesh said, one of those episodes, Mind Slaver, maybe not. But <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of like the and like I find it's it's yeah, Thieves Auction gets a bit wacky, but yeah, it's within reason. You can make most things work for sure. Yeah. Um, so then, let's see, I started uh, EDH streaming on Young Mage's uh, stream, Rhino. Oh, nice, nice. Familiar. Yeah, yeah definitely, so definitely. Um, I, was a guest, I was a guest on his stream a couple of times, and, and one of the times we were going specifically for lower power. So mm. I was like, I don't know if any of my decks are really lower power. So I grabbed uh, Sylvia Brightspear and Corvath Brightflame from Battle Bond and put cool. together all my Knight and Dragon Draft Chaff. And like, it was, it's a powerful deck still. Like, I'm, I'm, th- when you go off with that deck, it's like, it doesn't feel like Draft Chaff at all. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, I guess a double strike <laughs> um, on dragons is no, is no um, kind of laughing matter. Like, it's pretty right. amazing. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I I finally put together Atraxa Super Friends. I had the um, Atraxa Precon sitting around and never, like, it was the, you know, the Boogeyman deck and I mm. never really played it. I played it, like, once and was like, ah, oh, you know. Um, but I had all the, the Planeswalkers from Roar of the Spark. Um, I put together Scarecrow Tribal for the Reaper King because of the Secret Layer. And it's kind of funny, like, Secret mm. Layers kind of drove a little bit of my deck building. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah, so I um my favorite card out of I think it was Ravnica Allegiance was uh um the ooze out of their biogenic ooze. Um I it oh, was my pre release card. It's yeah. a ridiculous yeah, it's a ridiculous bomb in limited. And I was like, I want to build ooze tribal because this will just make oozes ridiculous. So mm. um I I had that on my my to-do list for a very long time and then they announced the uh the ooze um secret layer and i was like okay it's time 
Um, so I, I had the Mimeoplasm deck. I like I took the Mimeoplasm only because it's an ooze and built mm. built this really janky ooze deck. The the whole purpose of which is just to find biogenic ooze and make all your <laughs> oozes huge. And then and then we get more ooze support in Commander Legends. And I'm I was like, about to being, say that you get Slurk and friends like this. Yeah, awesome ones. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's killing me not to be able to take some of these cards out of our boxing league. Uh, yeah. piles yet right like so more fun to come later the pirate stuff will go into Beckett Brass the oozes will go into the ooze deck um, I bought a, a Tetsuko Popper uh, commander as a challenge that Zuby was going to put on He uh, calling out Zuby we still haven't had the Popper commander game on his stream yet but we did it with another stream um, mm. so that was that was a lot of fun Lyra, um, Lyra was an Oathbreaker deck that I had under Sarah and yep. I converted it to an EDH Angels deck recently. Kumena um, was oh, the uh, another one that I wanted to the morph. Yeah, this yeah the Merfolk um, wanted to build it when I uh, when we were in. Oh, Rivals sorry, wrong one. I, I I completely threw the wrong one in there. But Kumena was the 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 Simic one, right? Oh yeah, that you're thinking of Kadena, which Kadena, I yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. magic cards getting taken out my mind, but yeah, they're close enough. Close yeah. enough. Kumena's amazing though. Yeah. Yeah, but I had never, I had never pulled Kumena, so I've, I've never like, I don't often buy like singles and be like, I'm gonna build that commander because that's gonna be the one. Um, <laughs> I just like, hey, I pulled this in draft, let's build this up. Um, but um, this year, in one of the promo packs that I got from an LGS, who you know was uh, giving these as like now that you've bought product from us to support us instead of like giving these away for events, we'll you know wizards like allowed them to give them as mm. uh you know side yeah, sidewalk delivery I found, stuff so. found that with um yeah booster boxes now exactly and yeah so uh, i opened be like, oh, you're a long time supporter and you know he's another one or something yeah yeah i opened kumena i was like this is amazing i've always wanted to build this so i built that um otrimi gavi i i you know had a lot of fun with that mutates my one of my favorite things and we talked about snap decks already mine's also a little bit of infect it's not like turbo <laughs> infect um, friends yeah <laughs> but you, but but that's the thing if you don't go turbo with it you become the arch enemy immediately as soon as the one drop yeah. infect creature hits right you gotta hold um, it up i guess and, and 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 kind of uh yeah support that hate and just like well you know what well guess what I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've only ever cannibalized one deck, and it was Gargos, Vicious Watcher, from last mm. year, a Hydra deck that I took Zaxara out of Otrimi to do Sultai Hydras. And that almost was specifically because of Pelucranos, which is another like card I pulled that I was like, I can't put this Hydra in my Hydra deck. Why? Mm. You know. Um, so that was that was another like fun, big, beefy expel tribal. Um, yeah, you mentioned earl earlier uh, mechanic tribal. I I put together trample tribal under Clothis. Um, I finally <laughs> finally got around <laughs> to building uh, a fire song and stun speaker. Which That's was a good like, time. Like that is so much fun when it like you put it together and you're like, oh, I'm fine to be in the 200s in my life total. That's that's cool, you know, and that's a pretty comfortable yeah. place to be. <laughs> and and I think the. Um, the catalyst for that was Brash Taunter. Like Brash Taunter mm. gets spoiled, and I'm like, "Oh, great! This is yep. <laughs> this is what I wanted." Um, 
And shout out to CCO and their love for Brash Taunter, of course. That's oh, yeah. Like that, that card. Yeah, I, I keep meaning to buy just more of them because they're 50 cents or something. They're just really good. It's such I a feel- yeah, Such it's indestructible. Guy. You mutate onto it. I have one in the Snapdex deck too. Like, uh, great, great stuff. So, mm. um, Aetherios was a OG Aetherios was in Mythic. We we haven't even talked about uh, Mystery Booster boxes, but that was yeah. Was that this year? Early this year? Or that right was this year? Yeah, year? yeah. Like it was early, early kind of quarantine times. Uh, I had a box of Mystery Boosters that lasted me like for a month, where I just opened one at one pack a day just as a little treat and just to go, Hey, live every day just as today. And, and you know, whatever happens, happens, but um, yeah. yeah, far out. What is so, that? That was, that was magnificent. We, yeah, I think a lot of people forget that this year. Yeah. A lot of cards that were just like ready and right. This, this is like, mm. you know, Oh, I could build a hundred decks here, you know? Yeah. Cause um, it's like OG. a lot of stuff I'd wanted to, and it's like, ah, oh, it's just too expensive. And then a lot of those, especially those foil slot printings were just send triplets went into the dirt. It was just, it's a few dollars now and it used to be 50 or something. And um, yeah, that's it was, it was, it's just good news, you know? Um, so that was uh, the OG Aetherios, which I built and put the new G Aetherios in. <laughs> um, uh, I mentioned the oozes already, which is a lot of fun. Um, Verena, the zombie lich uh, queen. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She's Esper been my zombies. forever, and that's actually looked like a really nifty one because you got, oh, I mean, you got access to blue. You've got rooftop storm and things like that. It's it's It gets crazy. And then all the ammo yeah. kit. Uh, stuff that that used white in the uh in the zo- uh, zombie color combo for sure yeah and and that deck actually if you get it if you get it going i've been i've been actually considering putting thassa's oracle in that deck because <laughs> the number of times i've come close to decking myself yeah. uh is is pretty ridiculous so i was like whoa 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 that's not a zombie what are you doing it's <laughs> like uh sure like it's fine yeah it's a, it's a merfolk whatever yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Um, and then my two most recent ones, uh, Snapdex, which we talked about, was mostly for me, it was um, I've been playing a lot of Brawl on Arena. Mm. Um, I, another like big success of mine in 2020 was that I made the Mythic Qualifier for one of the seasons. <laughs> and like, uh, you've done pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so amazing and and I had the time to commit to it while, you know, I was out of work and things like that and um and you know, like afterwards, I just I I made my push. I got to the qualifier. I was happy for the achievement, but the grind is incredibly hard and I I have mm. so much respect for the people that do it and I um I was like, well, I'll just do my daily quests and I'll play whatever I want to play for fun. And I've been playing almost exclusively Brawl, you know, like all free to play, just earn my coins and gems for when it's time to draft the new set. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so um, I've been having so much fun with Snapdax. I was like, I have to build this in EDH. It, like like Chess said, people, I think people are underestimating the power of this thing in the command zone, so... Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. and um, yeah, and the the other one was Traxos. Which, I was waiting um, for that. I was like, I what? I hope you you, you include that one because that thing's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, Traxos, and and that's again like for me, um, like I said earlier, my my deck inspirations sort of come from just like card cards I pull. Like I would love to mm. do. I I always wanted to do a Traxos deck, but 
uh, it wasn't until I pulled Forsaken Sanctuary out of a Zendikar Rising booster, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's a sign. We're doing it now." And uh, and that that engine in Traxos, I I've only played with it twice so far, and had that out once, and it was like, so, so whoever I was playing with said, you know, okay, we'll we'll let you have it. I I like didn't have a whole lot of mana out. They're like, I'm gonna kill your other artifact instead, and I was like, suckers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't you don't know what this this card is about to do for me next turn, um, so. I don't have like you know Eldrazi in there or anything. It's uh, there might be like one Eldrazi like Endbringer or something, but I don't have a lot of the collection that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just coming back to Magic at the end of 2017 or so. So, um, so you need I Andy just... and his Homeland cards to uh, to to throw over. And be like you need that yeah. thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. And there's two other decks I built: Ren and Seri, uh, cat dog deck, just for you know tribal. I had to do it. I had the card and tribal, uh, tribal. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and and I had all those cats from the feline ferocity deck that I took that's out right. and replaced with equipment. Um, and then my last deck is kind of interesting. So I actually had two boxes of Commander Legends, and one I've been doing sealed games with and pre-releases, and the other I've I've been doing our sealed league. And um, Andy Zupke from Scrap Trawlers uh, put together a really cool article. He's on Cardsphere. Um, mm, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the article was was basically you know boxing league with himself. I'm going to open a box. I'm going to build a couple of decks out of this thing and see see what happens. And he had 200 card decks out of a box, and I really wanted to get him on on stream. And a bunch of us only had 60 card decks, so um, I had Amareth twice in my mm. sealed pools, and the card is just bonkers like the the engine just from the sealed games that i had i i did i i won a game with zero cards in my library the first time around (laughs) like it literally came down to i draw this card and i win the game on my next turn but um amareth was so good and i had two of these sealed decks i'm keeping my sealed decks for any there's a couple people who like haven't got their boxes yet or said hey you know keep your sealed decks together we'll we'll jam some games later but for those two decks i basically just pulled out all the all the sing you know made it singleton and jammed them together and made a hundred card amareth deck of Mm. only commander legend sealed cards um and it was still it was still jamming so eventually i think i'll you know be converting that into a more tuned deck but right and now like I'm a big ha- league one day exactly i feel that too yeah. and I, I i had a uh, a sealed version of it i'm like this is sweet and i can just see exactly what i'd start to play in a uh with the access to a full commander pool i guess but um yeah amareth rocks absolutely yeah and then quickly i'll 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 plug uh, another event that we're doing at the beginning of 2021. So at the end of 2020 comes 2021. And I'm, I don't know if either you or Chesh, if you've ever played uh, Oathbreaker or built Oathbreaker decks, um, but we have um, a charity event happening uh, from Ooh, nice. January 1st through the 3rd uh, for the benefit of Magic Kids, which is a 
uh, benefit led by weird cards who sort of like developed the Oathbreaker format. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my stream is going to be closing out the event on the third uh, Sunday night um, where we have this amazing group of people all throughout the, the weekend doing Oathbreaker games. And so my, my last build of 2020, I'm going to cut it off at 20 commander decks but i am going to build one oathbreaker deck uh i have i have three total oathbreaker decks that i haven't cannibalized yet to turn into edh decks yeah and uh i think i'm gonna build one one more off of some of the new cards from this year oh i dig it and that's that's really exciting uh and and something yeah that to definitely be watching for sure and and i think a few people have forgotten about oathbreaker but it is a pretty cool format and i i just heard chesh's mic go on so i know you've got something to say but the only time <laughs> i played oathbreak was thanks to chesh he uh he invited me along last year i think it was to um to, to uh-huh. play with caitlin and friends and and like i that's the only deck i've built and it was estrid and it was open the armory was the spell and it was really good oh, <laughs> and i got nice. to play prophet of crucifix because it's not banned <laughs> I was like, it's, it's, it wasn't even that crazy but yeah that was a fun one playing big auras and so eldrazi's conscriptions and stuff like that love that but yeah what, what were you gonna say Josh? no i was just like plane finally went away so i could undo oh, myself no, no, cool, but cool. yeah no like i used to create a whole lot of uh oathbreaker content but it just yeah here in australia just kind of died in the ass yeah. so it's just like yeah well we want to keep yeah, it, so it, 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 it can keep going you know what i mean and I'm, I'm i'm keen to see if people keep doing content for it because i actually do know chess you'll be able to uh correct me but i i feel like i know a few names in australia that did some content that were on our twitter list and um i can't remember exactly who that was and whether they're still doing that at all none of them are. okay well, oh, darn. well oh. <laughs> yeah if 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 you're not on the discord you're welcome i'll, I'll send you an invite and and i actually i Definitely. didn't even know there was an oathbreaker discord until i got invited to do this um but uh you know, my my local group here in Chicago sort of really grabbed onto Oathbreaker as as a format, and like again, like super mm. easy to build. It's sixty cards. We all have these cards that we've been drafting. These planeswalkers that aren't going into our commander decks. Like, what do we do with them? And um, and we had been building like and playing a lot last year, and it all led up to Command Fest Chicago, and there was there was a good amount of people that joined into the Oathbreaker tournaments there and I don't know if it's like a Midwest United States thing or not but Mm. um, it seemed very popular there um, and it was a lot of fun Um, and I actually took down a pod with my Liliana Last Hope zombies it it was kind of funny because my my Oathbreaker decks are not um, optimized at all and um, two two people were fighting it out um with uh renin uh, six yeah is yeah it? that, was, yeah, that one's six. nuts i remember chesh did a deck tech on that and was like oh this is yeah mm. and um <laughs> i i kind of got lucky and they like they focused on each other and you know the person sort the person who died sort of gave us a chance and um my, the opponent who was last in the in the pod with me between us two, it was amazing what they were doing to stay alive, and it, it had to do with glacial chasm. Yeah. Um, 
sacrifice a land, you can't attack. And and I had ultimated Liliana the Last Hope and and literally just like emptied my dice bag onto my playmat at some point was just like I have a million zombies, you know, just they all attacking. <laughs> Glacial chasm. Next turn. I I now have three million zombies, you know, attack you. And and finally Still like eventually the, the the chain got broken, but that's like that's some of the most fun magic I've played is yeah. uh, Oathbreaker games, and uh, I would recommend it to anyone who is listening who hasn't um, tried the format because it's a, a fun way to deck build, which I like doing a lot, even though I'm not like seeking out the best cards or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's it, it leads to some interesting interactions that you normally don't see an edh because your planeswalkers don't live very long love it and i think a glowing endorsement for um a format that still is worth checking out for a bit of fun and, and especially adjacent to commander because it gets you thinking about that kind of stuff but there's some really cool stuff to make for sure so um yeah no keen to see that still going and i wouldn't mind actually now that you mentioned it there's you know that it is doing what it's doing. That maybe that inspires me to put a, be- a list back together because I still have kind of have half that deck. I'm pretty sure, but you know what? What else do we have access to now? Could be fun. So um, uh, I imagine too. Could you do? Can you do partners? Does that work? Yeah. Is yes, he you can. Yeah. So you can so Jessica I, and Tevish that essentially. I I looked it up uh, thinking about what I was going to do, and there's you can I I believe. Uh, don't quote me because I just read it in passing, but I think you have two signature spells too. One oh, for each Lordy. commander, so okay. one in each color. Yeah, it depends and, what happened uh, with Will, Will and that, Rowan because that would have set the precedent, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's probably not something I'm going to do. I did open uh, Jessica in one of my mm. sealed uh sealed packs not from the league so uh, you know i'm i'm sort of looking at her but um we'll see we'll see exactly cool all right well i might round out with uh with with the list and i might be i might just zip through these because some of them interesting some of them i might just build as experiments but um yeah pretty much what summed up my year of um and and all the 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 what it's called them bookmarks i guess of, of various points of the year in in decks uh which is cool to see so um i don't i did not do these in order because i'm i'm silly why didn't i do them in order uh probably the first one there is nathroi was uh was one and that was biolante and it's the whole thing you mentioned before usually if i pull the nice blingy version of a card i have to make the cool deck you know what i mean that's uh, I, I i was like well it's it's speaking to me the universe has spoken it's i get the biolante version of nathroi i've got to build the deck out of it and that was a lot of fun and that was almost an a an experiment to see first of all how i liked mutate uh which is a different thing i, I had to get my head around but also companion at the time and i wanted a challenge to go well what would a companion deck look like uh with umori i think the collect uh, the collector which is at the time, I could play the normal companion rule that as it as it uh, launched as, so I could just play it as almost like a little sub commander. Uh, no downside, no tax or anything. And I remember playing that on stream with Chesh, and that was that was a time. Uh, and then the the tax came in, and it's still fine. I've got the deck together, but everything is a creature in the deck, and that was that was a fun. Everything's a drum. Uh, everything's fun uh, when it's a creature because you have to look at different ways to do things, and I, I, f- I always find that kind of challenge interesting. So that was almost that exercise. Uh, Chromium Flash Tribal was there after some of the things from Theros with the Flash. Uh, 
support and then we've now got some from um from what do you call it uh commander legends there's a whole commander based around that so um that was interesting because chromium's in esper uh perfect for that but i think i need to grease those wheels up again give it a give it another uh, spin see what we can do but basically i just want to play draw go uh q we've got shieldred home is one of my uh, favorites i built mono black q which is uh the it's a I, is it a Kamigawa? Yeah, it's a Kamigawa flip card, and it basically says that um, it's a creature to start with, a 2-4 or 1-4, it doesn't really matter. But uh, if, if three creatures die this turn, uh, flip it. Uh, and so it flips into an, a legendary enchantment that says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature. So it, it becomes like a little bit of a braids uh, in a very funny way. So... Uh, people get upset. <laughs> they really do. They're like, look at your janky little Kamigawa um, uh, legendary, and it becomes a lot of fun to play. And You, you know what's lot- so funny is that my, my introduction to Commander was, you know, I, bu- I bought that uh, Cat Precon and, yeah, and went yeah. up against... So I was like, I just, I'm itching to play. I've, I've been watching videos for of Commander to learn how to play, and it was a one-on-one game against someone with Shieldred. Welcome to Commander. <laughs> it was certainly the, the meme, you know, of yeah. like, here, or, you know, but to be fair, the person was like so super careful about um, what i was getting myself into they were like good. are you sure because this is how it's gonna go i was like i just want to play like show me what your deck can do oh, it totally <laughs> could easily be a jerk about it so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great another one was Tungarth everyone's mate so Tungarth first mate was a fun one I played around with Chesh a little bit with and that was uh, just just gruel and uh, you strap up Tungarth with lots of swords and things and then on other people's turns uh, when they're attacking you can lend Tungarth to that player so Tungarth can technically do commander damage all around the table uh, it's very funny so you do a lot of like goad stuff and and making other people attack it was a bit of fun I did enjoy it um, it's also uh, where you- I found R- Ramthrough was a card and Ramthrough is a really good card <laughs> do you have the original Tungarth in there? no I need to get that the uh, the hero or whatever it is yeah I need to get yeah, that yeah, Tungarth yeah. because it fits again I'm more of that flavor wins and you need you need callbacks like that um uh which unless they cost a ridiculous amount of money in which case well, true, I can do exactly <laughs> which aside to that is is something i've got in the works based on the sealed league is i want to build um colfina uh colfina is really awesome and the abzan tree and i think you know absolutely love anything that looks like an ant and and what it signifies and i've always always wanted to do something with sapling of colfina uh colfina's plans is a weird card Colfina's urn, all these weird cards based around Colfina, and I'll, I'll based on um, also playing Colfina to much fun effect in the sealed league. I was like, oh, maybe do a Colfina deck. So that's one to look out for. It's uh, been fun, fun to watch. Oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> hard a, to it's, deal with. It's a long game one. It's just a big beefy tree that's hard to get through. So um, uh, next one is which one was that? Uh, Birds with Derevi. Uh, is a fun one. Derevi was the commander of my bird tribal deck because I used to have a kanji deck. Kanji's not very good, but I love kanji. Always love kanji. And we got a new kanji in Commander Legends. Uh, but then I went to Bant because you got to have beautiful birds like the uh, Birds of Paradise and that kind of thing. 
Um, and I think there's a few others like River Hoopoo, Gilded Goose. There's some just cool birds in green, and green just rocks anyway, so um, it's just too good. What I'm going to be doing in that deck, there's not too much to synergize with Derevi except for Derevi's a bird. Uh, it does have that whole thing where people see Derevi in the command zone, go, ooh, and they remember Commander about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And they go disgusting. Uh, and I'm like, no, no, it's not that kind of, it's bird tribal. Um, so what I'm doing at the moment is getting Ishai and Kadama of the East tree together because birds need trees. A, a, a tree <laughs> makes sense, even though it's an elemental, but it makes sense in, in, in what kind of birds need uh, to survive. The flavor is just too yeah, good. Yeah, fla- exactly, a bird and a tree. I was like, that that counts as my uh, my partner combo. Plus, I always love a shy. Uh, and thanks, Chesh, for giving me that etch foil Kadama of the East tree because that was that was you what welcome. it's for. It's, it's going to be really fun. Um, you said about, yeah, before, Colin, about getting really nice, uh, being influenced by nice versions of cards. The only, uh, we've said it before, it's really hard to get get secret lair here um just takes forever and costs a lot whatever so we don't usually get them there's a few places um sometimes our auction sites like our sponsor uh, josh and pat's mtg bazaar that do get them uh and it worth it's worthwhile then you go i might just buy the 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 card that i want kind of thing the only secret layers i have are three of the bird ones and they're for that deck and it's the oh nice the dovescape the birds of paradise and also the there's another one what am i thinking gilded, of gilded goose yeah gilded goose is there and there might be swan song of course that's that's oh, really nice. good and then the one that doesn't go in there of course it goes in another deck but um uh what do you call it and i haven't bought it yet but the baleful strix is pretty cool too it's an owl but the dovescape in that deck pretty much a lot of the birds with derevi uh deck or just the bird tribal deck um is a lot of fun weird janky old bird cards but then you basically just want to dovescape the board <laughs> and you want to dovescape but then make your birds huge so you do win pretty quickly ideally but like people groan when dovescape comes down i'm like what are you talking about we're just playing with birds it's fun it's it's anyway uh, um and, and andy and i were just talking about a uh basically a bird tribal but also a bird hate um card yeah. called well, it's well, a giant albatross i think yeah <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, Uh, I'm a massive bird nerd, so it's like the this deck has continued to grow this year because of like all my pile of birds, like weird bird cards I love to just put in the deck because they're cool and I don't have to be good. Like I love a Swans of Brigador, I love Thieving Magpie, but bird like giant albatross. I'm looking at this now. Two arts too. That's really cool. I haven't seen. So to... giant albatross is cool. It says, uh, you know, it's a one one for one and a blue <laughs> at flying. You pay one blue, bury all creatures that damage giant albatross this turn. <laughs> the controller of those creatures may pay two life to prevent their creature from dying. Wow! Um, and you can't redirect the damage. So um, the kind of the cool thing about it is, if you are in Bant and use something like lore, lure and. <laughs> And and force like say someone had uh you know just like a, an angel's deck or a huge board with like yeah. their insects from the locust god or it's basically everything we face down against one of our one of our friends who has like you know just a ridiculous way to get a ton of flying tokens out you, yeah you send giant albatross at them with the lore on it and say okay like pay two life to keep, save all your creatures or let yeah, them all die this. you know it's a it's a bird board wipe. 
Giant albatross is gorgeous. It's so it's or, so cute. It's like the one. There's two arts I can see. There's like one with the saddle on it, and um, you know, a saddle on the bird and on this little beak as well. It's oh, it's a massive beak. It's an albatross. And then the other one with like big flippers outstretched as it flies past the pirate ship. It's so funny. Oh. And it's it looks so much bigger than a one one. Like this thing should yeah. have some stats. <laughs> exactly. It should be a one five or something. Oh, what a what a goofy but, bird. But I love it. The flavor of it is super cool because, you know, like a dead albatross would be like a curse, right? So um, if if the albatross dies, then all of these other creatures are either going to die or you're going to lose life to it. (laughs) And I, I just love that flavor. It's like old janky flavor and it rules. Oh, uh, that that does rock. When you said when you said hate birds, that that uh, leads on to uh, my next one. I literally made a hate birds deck, which was not birds but flyers. Uh, I play death and taxes in modern, and I love it. It's so much fun, and uh, just little ways like we kind of said with Cheshire's deck, stacks with friends. It's not being I'm not stopping anyone from playing the game, but you just slow them down a little bit. Uh, so Inias was the head of that one, and the funny part about this deck, I'm really I really like it. It's a really cool deck I've put together, and it's got things like new cell uh, cell. New Linvala uh, is a, is a good little piece in there. Um, just like uh, the is the hippogriff. Basically, things that's like oh, th- um, uh, things entering the battlefield don't cause anything to trigger or things like that. You lots of little effects that actually just coincidentally end up on a fly. Like even mindsets are as well. Uh, but a lot of the, a bunch of those in Inias and Inias, of course, reads when three things with flying you have hit uh, do combat damage to something else, another player. You can then uh, exchange permanents in a cycle, if that makes sense. So player to player to player to player. Uh, so a lot of people build that with tokens. You just give a token, don't care. A lot of these effects, they're symmetrical anyway, so I don't even care if someone else has that effect. So I just hand it over and I'll take their big thing. So. Like I said, though, the funny thing is I haven't been played the deck because it's it's a, the type of one I've I've gone to play on 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 not on stream but more just like on on webcam with some people and uh, checked it. I'm like, oh, maybe not everyone has uh, infinite tokens or anything they they can use to kind of uh, uh, represent this stuff just yet. So um, I've got to find a, a chance to play it. I know we can. Uh, it's just a little bit trickier to play with all these people owning different like permanence on the battlefield a, of course i'm a hundred percent game we should get a becker yes. brass versus Inez versus <laughs> um what's the black uh mana um oh like uh oh, oh um um the one that um hands the the anti oh, i'm losing my card names far out yeah, i'm gone blim comedic it's, genius yeah it's a little late here but yeah so uh we'll have to get a game of like hey Oh yeah. Be be prepared with tokens. We're all gonna we're all gonna exchange permanence at some yeah, point. Nothing is yours, everything is yeah. And I, I mean saying yeah. that I I play Tharda. Tharda's still one of my um longer standing decks that I keep upgrading and just have I'll move pieces in and out of. And we have a lot of fun with that. Tharda's easy enough because I'm stealing soul rings usually and I just draw them on a sticky note. But um yeah. No, it'd be a lot of fun. So I, I'm keen to play that because I do like that and that was that one represents, of course, jumpstart, which I was able to get myself a uh, box of and I know it's really hard around the world to do that these days which uh side note i hope that de- that that set can have a bit more love and people get to play it especially newer players uh getting to understand you know from from beginner onwards of like oh cool this is how decks can be constructed and get inspired and everything but a nice easy way to rip into a game um 
Next one I had was, where was it? Obosh and the Roller Disco. Uh, and I say that because it's discard and that was a lot of fun. So like wheeling with Obosh and then um, doubling damage off triggers, more spell-based, I guess, uh, and then a lot of big damage spells. But the things like Megrim and Liliana's Caress, which I think Megrim's the one where I can actually mess with, used Obosh to double the damage. Uh, so a wheel will pretty much just cripple people. So um that was actually a lot of fun. I've played that a bit and it's it's being in as my first Rakdos deck, so living on the edge a little bit. And it was also the type of uh, thing that it's a companion, but to look at those as a uh, as a creative piece to go, well, it doesn't have to be the companion. Let's just build the whole deck around it, which is, is probably true of most of those companions, uh, except the one that's banned, uh, that they're okay. all in- interesting kind of uh creatures to build but i still have that little bit of me that goes oh but it's meant to be a companion it says companion on it and it's like no. <laughs> I, I think obash is probably one of the ones where like even even if you're not having it as a companion you're having it as your commander you're gonna build the deck that way anyway like i doubt exactly. you have very many even converted mana cost cards in there yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll probably forget a few along the way here, but that's fine. I kind of just list them off the top of my head today. But um, Charix the Large Crab was a highlight of the year. Um, that came out of Zendikar. That was a very funny one uh, that I saw a mono blue meme crab of Leviathan. It's a Leviathan Crab 017, of course, and then you pay some mana and it flips power and toughness. Uh, that was just a heap of fun. Like it was really silly. I think Chesh got sick of that pretty quick. Um, just going strapping up big crab and Voltroning in for the win. But I had a big old stupid grin on my face the whole time. I remember, uh, winning a game against, um, on command the distancing with Chesh and Caitlin and booster tutor and just crab meme to victory and putting big Mm. swords big knives on the crab and uh protecting the crab and it was just glorious so um that was a i don't know how much that deck's going to survive because i feel like it was it did its thing it came it saw it conquered uh but i think i might keep including charix in things like rexial and anything that mills based on toughness of course like the the phoenix you'll know about (laughs) is a a nice one uh and it's just kind of cool and big and silly and and i do like it but um a lot of love for the crab uh the last few are ones that are really close to my heart now so um the jorian polymorph build was a real highlight of the year and i keep playing that and it's now one of my favorite decks ever and and there's the whole thing where we we explored the idea that a commander didn't a commander in the command zone didn't uh have to be the most optimal and and it's also it's an information piece it actually totally means something kind of thing so um um it's it's jory's not very threatening or anything like that it's it's just jory's there fine like no one knows what the deck's going to be about but then it's all about bring, like pumping out tokens little artifacts things like that and no one knows what's going on until you mass polymorph and mm-hmm. then next thing you know it's ter- terror of the peaks and and uh like some some praetors and uh eldrazi and, and just stupid things like that and and that was such a fun build to make and it's got a little a couple of spell synergies in there that kind of thing so a lot a lot of fun um the the next one was uh skeleton ship which um i'm actually going to be speaking on i think i'm on uh, chain of commander uh friend of the show chain uh his his channel shortly to talk about that absolute weird masterpiece 
Um, I call it that. It's probably not that at all. It's janky. It's great. Uh, there's some fun moves in it, but Skeleton Ship's always been a, uh, a deck that I've, or a card I've loved because that's stupid art and it's so I, stupid. I love it. It's so, it's so, so, so dumb. Uh, it's, it's five mana and just taps to put a minus one counter on something. So, um, you know, there's, it's a whole deck built around tapping and untapping and lots of weird things you can do with that. So, uh, there's things like King Makara is a real favorite in there. Uh, just it's, it's, it's wild and, and just silly things can happen. Uh, so permanent aura kind of stuff, a little bit of proliferate, a uh, little bit of like flavor wherever I can fit it for piratey stuff. So, um, you know, there's without being a pirate. I was going to say, yeah, it's, but it's not a pirate, right? Like this is no. the one card I wish was errata to be also a pirate. It wouldn't yeah. do anything in the pirate deck, but it feels like it belongs in there. Well, it started off as a ship as the creature type, but they started they stopped using ship as a creature type because the ship is a thing, not a creature. And and that's a funny part to, you know, it, it probably should have been skeleton ship, creature type, skeleton ship, you know, at, at yeah. one point, but it's just skeleton essentially. But yeah, pirate would work, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I've got to get pirate. Yeah, I've got to get an actual pirate ship because that's the other one that works in the deck very well because that's just a pinger. Uh, it's it's the, just the mono blue version of it, zero three. I'm pretty sure, and just taps to do damage. Always love that. So I've got ways in the deck to do the weird combos with uh, minus one counters, and um, there's a few nest of scarabs is one of them, and that kind of thing. But basically, or then like thornbite staff. Lots of weird things you can do. Um, it's one of the only decks I use quite a few tutors because you need a few pieces to make the Rube Goldberg machine work. So that's a joy. It's funny. I laugh. I don't win with it, but it's it sometimes ruins people's days to go uh, like, what was the one? The the Paradise Mantle on a King Makar with a Pemanzora means no one can ever play creatures. And it's like, whoops. Like, yeah, just that that kind of dumb stuff. So uh, Lathiel was the last one. And I don't know why I've talked about this a bit, but Lathiel always spoke to me. I was like, this, I haven't built a Lesnar deck in a hot minute. And um, the life gain could have gone two ways. You go lots of little creatures to get the 1-1 counters uh, with with the, the Soul Warden type stuff. Or we go for big pillars of life gain with the creatures like Soul of Eternity or Sarah Avatar that are equal to your life total and uh, find ways with like Trostani or that kind of thing to to gain a bunch of life and then do something with it. Put the 1-1 one, one counters on something then or pretty much uh, Phyrexian Process is a fun one. Pay any amount of life. I want to live on the edge and pay 200 life for something to make 200, 200 counters. Uh, sorry, tokens. Uh, and then making sure, shout out to Brandon from MTG Lexicon, I have a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, what's the, what's the sack outlet? Oh, here it is, Ultra of Dementia, uh, to make oh. sure you can, you can just delete players with that. So you've got a hundred, hundred and you just go bang, you're in the toilet and, um, yeah, the player goes too because they milled their library. That's a fun one. So, um, it's a weird deck. I haven't played it that much, but it's it's kind of it's I'm sorting it out. It's in the evolution phase. I want to tinker with it a bit, but um, it's going to be funky for sure. So um, that's more or less it. I wanted that. I was going to. I thought we'd zip through that, but it was more fun discussions to have along the way, which is fine. So I don't know. I think I think we're we're wrapping up to the end of of magic stuff and and our year. I guess it's um might actually I might leave your profile questions for next another episode, Colin. So there's actually sure. 
something else to do and another reason to get you back here because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd be happy to, yeah. Yeah, and I think we're in that Goldilocks zone of like we love hanging out for a couple of hours and, and just, just talking stuff, whatever. And um, But, yeah, we'll let everyone go along their merry way. But I think that in a nutshell goes, well, you know, this – I will just preface with saying that uh, – or sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll conclude with saying that this year – as I've said many times, didn't have any business being the year of commander kind of thing, like it shouldn't have. And I say that in my terms, not the wizards, uh, you know, the, the article Gavin wrote at the, the start of the year. It's like it's going to be the year of commander and, and all the products that are related to it. Not that, it's more that it's the year of commander that we made it, the year of commander with with making community work and making webcam work and that kind of thing. And I'm still eternally grateful for all the friends we made along the way and continue to make because, I mean, I think we'll be playing. That's the only way I can play you guys um, <laughs> across, you know, uh, the other side of the world until we go to Vegas and uh, have an epic time one year, which we'll do, Chesh. We'll absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 been... I don't know if you guys have thoughts very quickly to, to chime in before we, we wrap up the main magic part, but I don't know. Is there, is it, what do you look at and what you've learned this year, you know, like very kind of, if, if it's possible to sum such things up. Doing stuff across the internet is fine. Exactly. And it should always be. And it's, I think more than I had this thought the other day, I said to Kate, uh, to that, this is the year I said, oh, the internet's pretty cool. Like I, oh, I had that moment, like you just, we've lived with it for so many years, but this is the one where I'm like, look what it allowed us to do. And really kind of thought about that for a second and, yeah, you know, for the future of work cultures, whatever, and, and living where you need to live, that kind of thing, we can make it work. And, and I thank everyone that's dealt with me going, all right, cool. I know your time zone this time. It'll be afternoon for me, that kind of thing. It's not hard. Like we just like, we figure it out and, and everyone's being patient about that and, and, it's it's been awesome so yeah exactly but yeah, yeah honestly the the setup for this like you know ha- having uh people over for commander night at my house used to involve grabbing a table from the basement bringing yeah. up to <laughs> making sure the house is clean making sure you have beer for Snacks. everybody you know like it, yeah now 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 you get a, a a message on discord and someone says hey we got a, we got three anyone yeah, LFG, who's gonna yeah. be our fourth you know so yeah. uh if anything it's definitely been more accessible and uh Absolutely, and i think yeah. you know all i've heard is from from everyone is i played more magic probably than i did any other year the uh the asterisks on it for for someone like me and and our group is I really miss booster draft so much. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Looking forward to the day when we all get back together. And it's so funny. Like our, our group, our, our main group that gets together every week is not competitive. And, and sometimes like if everyone won ones, we'll all just say, Hey, you, y'all want to call it a draw, split the packs, and we'll, yeah. we'll play some Commander, you know? <laughs> I love those so, moments. It's so true. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've had the same thoughts that very early on this year I said uh, it made me realize as soon as it went that, uh, first of all, not only does draft feed into my Commander collection, like you said before, and I love that, that everything's got its place, uh, and it's also where I can be a little bit more competitive without being, you know, uh, not fun. Like as in, you know, you still – 
uh, you, there's there's things to win if you win, and so and that's actually a fun environment to be in rather than commander. Uh, but it was just like I I hung out with that group of friends each week, and that was the one that really helped to decompress after work on a Wednesday. Look forward to it. It was just such a joyous night. And very early on, I said I told those those guys how much they meant to me. It's like it, that whole crew in in the store. Uh, and I told the store owner too, I still talk to all the time, like what that means and that thanks for putting that community together to allow that to be a welcoming space and uh, everything. But yeah, that's that's totally it, that I'll look forward to that so much that that, that is another fundamental part of Magic. Like Command is huge for me, but yeah, Draft has a, a very important place as well, for sure. Yeah. Love it. So but Magic um, will be magic will be played regardless. We all figured out a way to, to do drafts and and commander and you know early adopters for webcams were people who had them were lucky i was using my phone in the beginning you yeah. know like we all Some figured it out well. <laughs> just uh our, yeah. yeah yeah it's all been a great year for that yeah exactly being supportive so um as long as we can keep that going uh and i think that's it like i think we've all learned a little bit more about what that all means and appreciating the little things for sure so um yeah uh i was gonna say we'll, we'll I'll, I'll wish everyone a uh a, a, a you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year at the end of this, I think. But um, before that, entertaining is usually how we wrap these up. Uh, and, and we want to touch on uh, anything that's kind of been uh, interesting or, or inspiring or something we've, we've found of note this last week or, or few weeks, whatever, um, that we've been watching in the media, in, the, in, in, uh, in, in music, anything. Seriously, I said gardening last week. But uh, I'll start with you, Colin. Is there anything you've kind of been vibing on? Oh my goodness. We, uh, my wife and I just blew through, uh, the first season of a show called The Wilds on Ooh. Amazon Prime Video. And, uh, you know, we, I saw a commercial for it. Uh, we don't have, we don't have TV proper. So it was probably like on the Amazon Prime stick or whatever it is. Um, and it looks like, you know, when you watch the first uh, teaser of it, it looks like Lord of the Flies, but a bunch of teenage girls, you know, get stranded oh, on an this. island. Yeah, I saw the trailer for and, this, yeah. Nice. Oh, my God. We watched it in a matter of two days, you know, the, the <laughs> whole first season. It's It was addictive. It was it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to the to the next season. So if you haven't checked out The Wilds, it's definitely worth a watch. Love it. Love it. Um, Chesh, my lad, uh, what were you into? I've been too busy. <laughs> I have not. The only thing I've watched is Mandalorian and Star Trek. And, and, and I was going to say that that's the, that is the one thing we can talk about because we uh, we had a bit of a thing pre-recording about um, Colin. He's a... He's a Star Wars fan, but has waited mm-hmm. for the opportunity to watch all of uh, Mandalorian together as a package, which is a good way to do it, I think. And I've I've got a few friends that have done, like held off the same way, and and um, specifically we, I, we have we haven't blown our free preview for the Disney exactly. or whatever yet, so we're gonna yeah we'll we'll do it all in a month and call it a call it a day. So that'll <laughs> be great when you do it because that's uh, and easy to do because I did the same thing with season one that you're within that month you'll be able to watch it seriously in a few I got, days i think i got or the great news great news from you that there's only two seasons so everyone was talking about spoilers online i was avoiding them like the plague yep. but um i'm happy to know that i can get get it over with now and i don't have to worry about like 
how many seasons are going to be spoiled and all that. I mean, you know, you're bound to find out something. Game of Thrones, I still haven't seen. And, you know, I, <laughs> I oh, know a, a bit too I, much already. <laughs> I, I think you're past with Game of Thrones. You're past the uh, the, the, the kind of um, due diligence uh, spoiler kind of check with everything. People just spout, uh, spout out anything yeah, that's that fine. happens now. So, that's fine. yeah, it's probably all off the table. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the Mandalorian thing that uh, pretty much... I think it's it's also uh, in in conjunction with the announcement they made of all the different side uh, little side stories and spinoffs they're going to be doing um, is is pretty huge and and that that's more the format of storytelling they're going to be using for these kind of things. So like Ahsoka has a uh, has has a uh, spinoff and there's one I think called the Bad Bunch, which is about a bunch of stormtroopers and that's an animated one. So it's like using all these different like ways to tell the stories that they don't have to be 10 seasons long or anything like that. So the, I think Mandalorian basically just wrapped up really well this week as a two-season incredible story, incredible, like I've said it before, it's just like it's the most original Star Wars feeling thing I've ever seen and it's just, it's so much heart, soul and and people now are putting Jon Favreau on the, the the you know, the the Mount Rushmore of people involved with Star Wars. It's just, it, it they did, that team put so much heart into that and there's so many things where it was like, oh, here's the, the less, um, you know, the less efficient way to do something, but it more represents what it's about. It's, it's, it's like not using CG for certain things, you know, that kind of thing. They take the harder route for ultimately a better way to do it. So uh, that just, yeah, that wrapped up, of course, this week, a lot of people are, uh, screaming from the the rooftops about how good that last episode was, but I, I I'm hesitant to kind of just say it's the best episode ever because I don't want to put that like pressure on that episode delivering to your expectations, and I want everyone to experience it for themselves. But I'll just say there was I think in our household a couple of tears. So um, nice. yeah, it's it's very very good. So uh, and that was no yeah. tears for me. I'm a ginger. I have no soul. <laughs> that's what you saw. Uh, sorry, that's what you wrote on Twitter. I couldn't remember what the uh, the comment was about that. But yes, exactly. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really cry. Uh, I did say this year. That's another point I made it uh, a few episodes ago. But uh, emotionally, I I cried more times this year than I ever have in 20 years. So it's um, but in a way that things feel more real. So it's probably a good thing. Um, to to be a bit less numb and a bit more emotional that's it's always a good thing i think so um there's that um and so yeah things like things like uh little baby yoda throw me off the edge sometimes i'm just like yeah i'm done <laughs> but yeah but ultimately it's like happy crying sometimes so yeah good stuff um yeah you know good place to wrap it um yeah from from chesh and myself i'm sure chesh you can you can chime in but I can't ho 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 ho. ho. I can't. Now I have a machine gun. Listens to this show enough for, for what this year's mean to me, uh, meant to me, and, and we set out to go. Let's just talk about commander, entertaining, whatever each week, uh, and just just make sure it's something where we we're not putting too much pressure on ourselves, or make it something where it sounds really weird. We have to attack with so much work every week that it's not sustainable because Chesh and I both have full-time jobs that are often span beyond the hours we're probably contracted to work. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot going. Chesh as well, what Chesh does with content. Uh, yeah. You've got a bit on, <laughs> I'll say. So the, Maybe, the goal is always to make this a thing where, where 
this was fun. And then if yeah. if it was never also like I never had the objective to have guests on every week. That was that kind of just happened. Chesh just invited Jason Old on the second week, and then we went from there. And and next next thing we knew, like oh, we've only done two episodes with just me and you. I'm like, we talk enough crap mm-hmm. all week anyway. That's fine. Like, you know, like it, it became a, an exploration to find a lot of the time to find out the people behind Commander, uh, but then also about Commander and and what it what the hell it's all about and why we find so much fun and and to get insights and and that kind of thing. But a lot of the time, just to tell some cool life stories and and that kind of thing. But of course, as Commander in the title, we have to talk about Commander sometimes. But uh, just fun and yeah, so. I'm just grateful for everyone that's that's even downloaded it this year and it's it's been huge and it's become something bigger than I could have ever imagined but bigger in in the fact that it's it's not like numbers or exposure or that kind of thing it's it's the fact that Colin would be like oh just come join my commander seal league or like or like people I don't know people might send me a message or something like oh you know you're a lot of fun to play commander with or like let's just talk crap and and that the friends we made along the way all that junk but um but then and then everyone that's reached out and said it's actually refreshing to have two silly Australians talk crap with people and to hear angles then of people that say make other content and and hear them talk in a way they hadn't you know almost unbuttoned a little bit (laughs) it's just like "Ah, i don't have to turn up from my own podcast or stream (laughs) or whatever you know like i can say whatever the crap i want like exactly it's it's a place to do that so um appreciate that so much and and i just want to say you just have more than anything a safe christmas everyone (laughs) like just don't be stupid like appreciate the fact we're still alive and and all that stuff that's the it's the little things i've learned this year just just appreciate that like you know tell the people you love you love them um that kind of stuff and but have a restful christmas like we got through 2020 and there's more to come of course but like you know we'll get through it i think i've learned more than anything we can get through whatever comes and you know as long as we're sensible about it and we do the right thing but we we can find flexible ways to adapt commander is definitely the metaphor for that for sure so Mm-hmm. Thanks, 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 thanks. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say to, to, to round out the year. or. Well, I'm certainly not having a restful Christmas because I have a couple of kids that are going to jump on me yep. at whatever o'clock in the morning. and <laughs> The Colin uh, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Colin o'clock. It's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate you having me on. It's fun to close out the year in this way. Um, just a lot of positivity and hmm. um yeah, I would. I would definitely love to be back because there is a lot. There are a lot of life stories. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Ch- chess, chess being a wrestler is something I've only heard alluded <laughs> to. And uh, people yeah, have asked so... for that. Like, uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've, I've, I've hinted at that a few times, and people, it's blown people's minds. I'm like, yeah, Chesh has some stories, uh, and yeah. like, so he'll regale us for sure. So next, next time we'll get into the the nitty gritty. Definitely. And and of yourself too, because my whole thing is everyone is interesting. We got a couple of little tales from you this time, which is great, but um, going one step further and we find so many great things in those weird profile questions we put together um, the first time we had a guest. So I think it was for for, for Chase, Manicurves, and I was like, oh, I need to do something else with our guests and, and ask them weird questions and they become the te- it became the template that I might put in a spreadsheet all together at the end of some milestone or whatever and compare them or make little quote blocks out of them because there's some funny stuff that I've found and, you know, interesting stuff about everyone that you don't 
Yeah, no, like there might not ever be a time or place to tell that as a say another creator or something, you know. So yeah. cool stuff. But um, yeah, Chesh, anything you want to chime off on? It's it's been a year, man, and I just I just want to thank you. You've you've made this all happen. This is um, it's been awesome. Are you there, Chesh? Yeah. Hey, hey. Chesh, you're back. I don't know what happened. I've been sitting here talking for like the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I, I heard you as, as of five minutes ago, but um, I'll start it again. But um, yeah, Chesh, did you have anything you want to uh, kind of thank no. the people for? <laughs> no. Nothing. no, it's done now. Uh, no. no, it's not. You, you can, you can yeah, do it. No, it's done now. No. No. There was a 20-minute thank you in there, and it's gone. You'll just You'll just have to listen to the end and figure out what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, until next year... Uh, we've been Commander Crunch this year, uh, and we're going to take a little break over Christmas and, and New Year. And, what are we uh, going to be next year? Come back fresh as another mm. cereal? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Cocoa Pops. Honey Drops, baby. Yeah. Cornflakes. Commander Cornflakes. Well, fun fun Corn, little story in that one. Um, well, it's not really a story, but I wanted to call the cast, uh, I've forgotten now, something about cereal. Commander um. Cereal or something? No. Maybe that was that. I don't anyway, it was based on a Mad Men joke because I love the show Mad Men. And um, he, Don, rocks up to a, uh, a boardroom drunk because he won an award. And um, he's, it's like life cereal. And he's like, oh, I got this. I'll just I'll figure out genius for you now because I feel amazing. And he's like, life, eat it by the bowlful. Life cereal, eat it. He basically spits out all these taglines. They're all terrible, but they're like, oh, I like that or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it was like, Commander, eat it by the ballful. So that's how we got on the cereal thing. And, and Chesh said, Commander Crunch is way better. So, And I was like, uh, I don't usually like the name Crunch or the word. It gives me a bad feeling and I don't, don't, don't know why. It's like the word crisp. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Can't do. But I, I grew to like it, I think. And I think it was the right choice, Chesh. So thank you. <laughs> I'm good at what I do. Exactly. Yeah. You certainly are. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah, until next year, I kind of went off the rails there. That's what I do. Uh, until next year, have a, a happy and safe uh, break uh, if, if everyone's having a break or just end of year. And let's toast to 2021 and um, put all these lessons we learned into action. And uh, may all your awesome top decks be rad and uh, may you don't need to mulligan. So, yeah. Any advice, friends? Or, uh, no. Cheers. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it. Just toast it. <laughs> yeah. Bring on 2021. Thanks, friends. See ya. Bye. Meow. Meow. <laughs>